Hello. Hi. Yes, it is I, Riley, as always, with Hunter for Chillmart. I'll quickly plug socials. On Instagram, we are the real Chillmart. On Twitter, we are ChiliMarty69. On Spotify, we're just Chillmart. On the dead YouTube, it's Chillmart Podcast. And on Letterboxd, which is also dead because I'm too lazy to lock in and finish it. <laughs> you know, rating all the movies. It's it's just Chillmart with a photo of Ryan Gosling as Driver from Drive 2011. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. First and foremost, it has been an extremely slow there was like one thing that I can add to this, but should we start with the bigums? Yeah, let's just start off with the bigums. So okay, get it out of the way. Is GTA Six? Yeah, this just just today at like around like noonish. Well, that's when I saw it. Um, like four screenshots leaked of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, let me. This time it's the sixth. One. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Six. So the photos were taken down. Uh, at least where I got them, and I'm too lazy to go look for them. Nice. But pretty much it was just showing off the two protagonists. The dude, the main dude, which I think in one of the photos it was Jason. And then it showed off the woman. And the man and the woman again. It was just kind of generic pictures, just showing off the UI and stuff. Um, nothing else to them. But when these dropped, people were like, oh yeah, they're, they're probably fake. You know, like, it looks like Grand Theft Auto, like it's the same assets and stuff. They probably just ported it to Unreal Engine, or it's just like Gary's mod or something, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, game development, like, this specifically with Halo Infinite, it went like, when that game was starting to leak with the gameplay and stuff, um, they had weapons from Halo 5 that they were using as just placeholders, you know? Sure. So that could have been another option that people were looking at, that they were just using Grand Theft Auto 5 assets uh, until they had... They're using a nine-year-old game for assets. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Until they had the good, mo- the right models ready to go into the game. And then, um, all of a sudden, uh, uh, videos started popping up all over... Well, videos started popping up all over the place. They all came from the Grand Theft Auto forums, of course. But it is a total of 90 minutes of gameplay Holy that leaked. shit. Which is a lot. Um... And Jason Schreier came out and said that, yeah, yeah, this is pretty much fucking real. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, And the dude who leaked this is apparently an 18-year-old who also leaked some information from Uber Eats. So I'm guessing uh, he got really egotistical after packing Uber Eats. And he's like, you know what, I want to see some Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) This kid's looking to get the biggest fucking lawsuit in existence. Uh, Yeah, he's... 18-year-old? Two, two biggest Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this kid's about hammered. to be uh, absolutely naining. Like, at least keep it private, you know, if you get a hold of their, that stuff, you know, like, I, hey, I'm going to leak it Got if em. you don't pay me. But anyways, I'm just going to go over some of the stuff that they talk about here in the or show in the videos. Like, they show rain. Um, one thing that really cemented this as being real is there was a video that I saw I'm not gonna. Maybe I'll show you later. But it was the main, the main dude, because uh, talking to another dude, and the voice acting was very rock story. The dialogue was down to like, if if you've played Red Dead, like mm-hmm. this is what, this is what, this is a rock star game. Even the animation is very rock star. You know, you can you can tell that 
they just use the same animation as the last games, but doesn't mean it's done yet, because apparently this build, according to Jason Schreier, is very old. Some people say 2015, like right when Grand Theft Auto V came out. Like two years later, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wait, they've been working on this for fucking seven years? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So what, what, what have they been doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, definitely working on this because you know this is the so wait of the, uh, one of the highest selling games. Of all is this time, gonna so. come out soon? I'll get to that here. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> so, yep, they show mostly gameplay. The driving people were impressed by the driving, walking. Uh, you can change hairstyles of the main characters and clothing. That makes uh, some sense. They showed yeah. some airboat gameplay. They showed off a map of Vice City. Oh yeah, because aren't they going back to that? Shooting out of the car, they added that. That's, I'm pretty sure that's been in like a hundred mods, but yeah, now officially added. Yeah. Uh... And to imagine that they just ported GTA Five to next gen consoles, and then like yeah, this is the the stuff that leaked is apparently from the PlayStation Four. What? So they have been working. Rockstar, quit being lazy. Hurry up. <laughs> oh my 10,000 lines of code also leaked. Uh, equip jetpack and mount horse in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, there's a link to the 90 videos in this one. Shooting on a boat. Uh, police movement, that's the video I watched. Oh, like the police car movements? Or like just, just the... the police movement, like animation. Okay. Um, so, looks like I just skimmed over a lot, but, like, there's also a video showing off, like, the smaller details, like, Rockstar is known for, like, one I was really impressed by was, like, I like the character, like, dodges bullets instead of, like, charging at him head-on. Sure. You know, like in other Grand Theft Auto games. And, um, also you have to, there's a physical pick-up weapon, like, you actually pick it up now instead of, like, just pops up. Sure. I think that was in Red Dead 2. I don't fucking remember. It's been a while since I played that. And apparently there's a weight limit too now. Oh, people are going to get pissed about yeah. that. <laughs> so it's going to be a bit too immersive. You can also toggle off like fatigue and stuff, so they're probably going to have drinking and eating too. Oh, like Red Dead? Like in Red Dead. I just want to get extremely drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like Red Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um... There's probably more that I'm missing, but that's just pretty much what I read in the thread and what I've seen. But the big part of the thing is, goes going back to the code, um, uh, apparently the leaker got a hold of the source code, which is a pretty huge deal, because if that actually goes out, he let, gives that to like a hacker, like a big hacker group or something, they will uh, make cheats for it and sell it online. So uh, For a game that doesn't exist? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they can... That that's all that yeah. They're gonna actually have yet. to announce it. No, like really soon. They're, that that's like if you lose the source code and especially for the online mode, um you're gonna have a bunch of cheaters and hackers just before it let even loose. comes out. No, when the game comes out, oh, immediately sh- they're gonna get up just a bunch of hackers. Cause like what leaking the source code allows people to make cheats before the game's even out. Because, like, the source code is, like, the founding. Yeah. So, like, 
they lost the foundation pretty much. And if they don't get their hands on that, or if the leaker doesn't give it to them and gives it to someone else, um, specifically someone who's going to do something bad with it, they're going to have to pretty much start over a lot of it over. Imagine working on a game for possibly up to nine That's, years yeah, and having those, to redo it. All those devs going through crunch and shit, just out the window. Fuck. And you're going to have to wait another five to ten years. Like, even, yeah, they're going to have to work on it for another five to ten years, probably. Literally, they could just slap a billion dollar lawsuit on this fucking kid. And, like, I don't think anyone would bat an eye, to be perfectly honest. Because it's like... This could have been one of the biggest games of all time, and you just cost dozens of, or like hundreds, maybe even thousands of people, like, heartache and loss of money and like all this shit. Like, they could theoretically add up a lawsuit of like a billion dollars on one guy. Yeah. Like, this kid's about to actually be, like, sued to kingdom come. Like, he won't fucking know what to do anymore. Maybe, maybe he gets a lot of money for the source code. No, Take-Two is probably going to buy that source code because he's going to put it up for ransom. And, yeah, the game's going to be perfect. I, I I hope and I assume the game's going to be perfectly fine. They're, they should just, like, announce it. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to announce it as soon as this blows over. Because it's already too late. Well, I mean, people already knew, yeah. like... Oh, yeah, GTA 6, because money, right? But, like, recently they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, we've started development. Here's little details. But now it's like, yeah, it's been around for, like, seven years at least. <laughs> but, like, now it's gameplay that week. It's and like when, like... but, like, this is even more than games like Dead Island 2, where it's, like, some stills. Yeah. Right? This is, like, entire chunks that... of game like this is like the game itself that people can get their hands on before they've even announced that it exists yeah who, whoever got in there really got into rockstar like really got inside of their computers because they're like haha time to absolutely they're gonna have to like go ape shit on some folks <laughs> in rockstar honestly they should just announce it like next week sometime and then... Let's just reveal they canceled it and announce Bully 2. That would actually be funny, but also piss off so many people. Yeah, that that's it. We'll have to wait for it to develop, pretty much, because this sure. is a definitely a going to be a huge story that's going to develop over the next couple years. Um, but I will say the footage that I have seen, um, the fact that this is pre-alpha... Uh, gets me pretty excited to to what the game actually looks like when it comes. I'm out. just not ready for another hundred hour story. Yeah, neither. Am I. <laughs> I, I'm just excited to. see I hope what they it looks go back to like, like, like you saw the Nicky Jakey Red Dead video. Yeah. I kind of hope they go to like the old tiny stuff where you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. As opposed to like the you have to sit in this exact spot at this exact time where you have to redo the mission. Follow someone for like 10 minutes and then there's a shootout and then follow the person for another 10 minutes back to the camp and then there's a 5 minute long cutscene. Yes. Like you even go like 5 like uh, just a small inch away from the person you just fail the mission you have to start all over again because they're shitty checkpoints. Ah yes. Good yeah. game. 
like their game design is awful, but um, you know, you have to admit that they're the fucking kings of making games anyways. Their level design is awful, I should say, but they're still the kings of making games. Sure. Very, very much up there, along with From Software and shit like that. So, you so. also told me something about chess. Yeah. Not to look at. <laughs> I, I don't know the I don't know the chess. I, I I was introduced this through a meme, and I'm like, what? So I had to look into it. Um, but uh, I don't know the names of the people, but there was a huge chess tournament or whatever, and there was um, so it was basically an underdog story, right? There was a there's the undefeated champion, and then there's the underdog, right? He's just a kid. He's like 19 or 20 or whatever. Okay. And somehow the 19-year-old beats this old, grizzled veteran. Hell yeah. As he and should. chess fans are like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? What? what happened? So then they start accusing the kid of cheating, because also, like, apparently the interviews that he was in was pretty sketchy, too. I, didn't, I don't know what he said. I couldn't tell you. Sure. But at first I was like, oh, they're just kind of... Like, salty. They're kind of salty. But then, um, yeah, uh, it was revealed that he was actually kicked out of multiple tournaments and online chess because he cheated. So it's probably true. But the thing that's really funny is the conspiracies and stuff, right? So there's, uh, there's like, this uh, AI or whatever that, like, sends, like, vibrations. Like, you can put it in your shoe or whatever, and it sends, like, vibrations to, like, uh, what's, like, the best move. To make in chess, right? But, I don't know how that works. Pretty amazing technology, I guess. For chess. <laughs> for chess. But apparently, the chess community decided this, that apparently, uh, the dude who cheated had uh, anal beads that vibrated to tell him in Morse code what the best move was. Yes. <laughs> this is on official websites. <laughs> like, anal bead. What? This is funny. I I agree. I'm glad you didn't tell me. <laughs> what? I. How do you come up with that conclusion? <laughs> like I understand putting a vibration in your shoes, but fucking anal beads sending a vibration <laughs> through your colon? How could you? How could you? How could you figure that out though? How could you figure that? Out? Like, does does he just memorize Morse code through his ass? <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> I love this. Oh my god. I'm gonna go on incognito mode and look up chess anal chess beads controversy. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> hopefully I won't get anything pop up. But oh, like, there's gonna be at least one thing that pops up. You're looking up chess <laughs> Chess Controversy Beads. Beers. Beers. Beads. Beads. That's funny. Accused of using anal beads. <laughs> anal beads. Anal beads. Anal beads. <laughs> Just more and more. But of course he bead. denied it because that's that's like, one I... hell of an accusation. <laughs> <laughs> Even if much. you did cheat, I think he's just like, what the fuck are they on about? <laughs> I used anal beads. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, there was both a Nintendo Direct and a Sony State of Play. Yes. Which one did you like more? I watched both. I was bored from both of them, basically. I pref 
I honestly, usually I don't give Sony the upper hand because usually they suck when it comes to presentations. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, they're so their presentations. Like, sure, right. some of the announced like when they were setting up PS5 stuff. Like, I did like those a lot. But when it's just a regular ass state of play, they're so boring. And there's like one thing, if that, that yeah. I'm actually interested like, in. Yeah. Um, shit. Like here they had Tekken Eight. They had a new Yakuza game. Which I've been really thinking about getting into, and it's like a spin-off sequel to Like a Dragon, which is uh, the new yeah, one. I thought they announced two and, Yakuza games. Well, they also had something called Rise of Ronin, and people yeah. were like talking about it, like, what the hell is this? And it's like Tsushima meets Elden Ring in like Tsushima time Japan, whatever. Yeah. And there's also Grapple Hook and other shit. And like interesting um you, you've you've piqued my interest they, they announced the eighth right the eighth one i, I don't eighth know if that Tekken? was just a tweet uh no an eighth uh uh yakuza yakuza like a dragon I, it's I, called I, like I, a dragon yeah. inshin or something it, it's it's bringing back the old protagonist and new protagonist and they're doing dual protagonists well, that's cool. yeah that's not called like, yakuza it's now like a dragon yeah it's like a dragon now, yeah which is kind of interesting but the thing that I think everyone talked about afterwards was the new God of War Ragnarok trailer. That yeah. shit was so fucking good. I, I was I was worried that it would be the same exact as the first one, but this trailer really eased it. Like, there's new animations and the combos you could set up look insane. And there's a bunch of new worlds. There's a fuckboat yeah. of new enemy types and bosses and stuff. And you're gonna fight Thor. Oh my god, it's gonna be so badass. And apparently... There's people that have talked about, like, seeing models for Odin and stuff. So I swear to God, they're going to actually fucking fight Odin at some point in this game. And it's going to be just, like, the death of Norse. And I'm so excited. I'm so down for it. This will be the one game I buy this year. (laughs) That's literally it. Just, this will be the one game I buy this year. Because I don't think I've bought any games this year. Like, I bought Game Pass. Yeah. But that's, like, different. Because it's a service, as opposed to just a game. So, yeah, this will be the one game I buy. <laughs> so, I'm I'm still excited for God of War Ragnarok, but I just feel like I'm to the point where I'm going to pick it up no matter what. Yep. Like, I, I don't, I seriously, I, I didn't really have to watch the, the gameplay trailer. I didn't watch it until a lot later, like a couple days ago. But, yeah, it was just sort of like an automatic buy for me, because the mm. first one was so great. You know, I at this point I don't really care if a new trailer comes out because I'm already sold on it. <laughs> I should put my pre-orders pre-orders in for the PS4 version because I'm broke and I don't have the yeah. PS5. <laughs> oh, well, we can't find one either. <laughs> That's true. You got lucky as fuck. I don't I know. Did. <laughs> See, when I set up my PlayStation account, I was like 13, 12 or 13, and my dad was there. So like, we put everything under him. But now it's like six years later, and just keep thinking I should change it. To yeah. me, I actually put it under my name. I had to change my uh, Xbox use, uh, email to my personal email. Yeah, but so. I'm excited. I'll I'll buy it. I don't know if I if I'll buy the disc copy or if I'll buy it digitally. Digital takes fucking forever to download. I might yeah. get the physical copy. Well, I don't know if PlayStation's the same, but I don't know. Xbox, but Xbox allows you to install digital like a day or two before. I think some PS4 games allow that. 
like no. PlayStation games. Like if it's exclusives, I think. Yeah. Not just like regular games. But like you can download games on Xbox like a like six months in advance. Depending yeah. on like if they're coming to Game Pass. <laughs> I already right. have Pentiment installed. I saw that, yeah. Because I'm like, wait, I can just install it now. I might as well install it now, I guess. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> You'll just wait forever. Why not? Imagine it gets delayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to wait At more. this point, I... Delays... <laughs> After Cyberpunk being delayed four times. Yeah. And then still being bad. It's still kind of... Yeah. All right. And then there was the Nintendo Direct. So there was Pikmin 4. I want to try Pikmin... But the only copy out there is sixty dollars, and I really don't want to spend that kind of money. And Nintendo won't. Nintendo, even games that are like ten years old are like, mmm, sixty bucks. <laughs> mm, yeah, sixty bucks. Also, I there was a bit of a meme on the Nintendo uh, for the Nintendo Direct. So like, I oh yeah, it was just it, farm it was simulators. Just farm simulators. <laughs> like everything is trying to be Stardew Valley now, and it's. It just, I don't even love Stardew. You I, love it. I fucking love Stardew Valley. <laughs> I can't get into those types of games. I just... I don't have the patience for it. It's, it's just so chill. You get to talk to your neighbors. I can't do that. Food. It's I have to, like, be engaged. Right? Like, story-based games are, like, teetering the line, to be honest. Of, like, you're barely doing anything, but if the story's good, then I'll stay invested. You should play Metal Gear Solid, then, where it's, like, or the Metal Gear games, where it's like 60 minutes of cutscenes and then like 10 minutes. That's of why I can't play Death Stranding. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I got to chapter 3 of like, what, 18? And I'm just like, I can't fucking. Do- I don't know what's going on. Oh. I can't do this anymore. That, that is another news. It's related to Hideo Kojima. Yeah, he's doing Microsoft. No, there's something else. Other than that? Yeah. What's that? He posted a picture on his, uh, I don't remember, it was either Twitter or Instagram. Oh, with Phil Spencer? No, of, um, um, it was just a, just a silhouette of someone's face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, who am I? Who am I? And people thought it was Ellie Fanning for some reason. What's it? They have the same facial structure, I guess. Oh, okay. But, I don't know, apparently it's a movie that he's making. Oh, that's cool. Um, who am I? <laughs> who am I? I don't know. Didn't apparently. he... Hideo Productions isn't just a video game company. Yeah, it's not just a video game so, company. So that makes sense. That yeah. that yeah. All right, and then and then the big the bigums of the Nintendo Direct. Breath of the Wild Two is now Tears of the Kingdom. You know You're what? gonna instantly buy it, kind of no matter what. You know what the funny thing is? But they delayed the Nintendo Direct apparently because of the loss of the Queen. Now do you get why? Tears, Tears of the, of the Kingdom. <laughs> They should have actually kept it. They should have released. They saw the news and like, oh, release it now, release it now. No. And then they just like hit the publish button. <laughs> just adds a tears of the kingdom. That would be so insensitive to the UK. That'd be so funny. <laughs> but like, the oh yeah, the queen died. Yeah, that was the thing that happened the past week. Yeah, and then a bunch of like the Hamilton Twitter was like. Oh, we're so sad the queen died. And people are like, do you even remember what your play is about? <laughs> I just find it so funny. <laughs> but now it's just going to be an old guy. Right? The, the the son, Charles? Is that his name? 
I don't know British monarchy at all. I don't know British lord. (laughs) (laughs) British lord. But, you see, people have pointed out that he's kind of, he's kind of sus. He's done some weird things. I think that's a lot of the family. Yeah. Well, didn't he text, like, a woman, I want to be your tampon or something? (laughs) Like, that's kind of weird. Maybe he meant it like he wants to be her emotional I don't think that's what I don't think that's what it is. And then also, also, Woody Allen retired, finally. Yeah. yeah. I sent you that. He retired. Yeah. 72 years. Finally. Yeah. Holy fuck. I thought he was 72. Not being a filmmaker for 72 it's, years. It's weird because someone like that could get away with... Literally uh, anything. Sexual... Well, he got away with, you know, the uh, sexual... No, it was, it was it was literally it was like incestuous. It was just like indulging. Well, as of like technically, it was his daughter. I read his. I read he also one of his. I think it was like his six year old daughter also came out and said accused him of uh, molesting in like the nineties. Excuse me. <laughs> and yeah, nobody talks about it. Huh. And yet, like the smallest person on like. Twitter could get canceled for accidentally for not ac- for having a relationship in high school that was two years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, like although was, oh, like Colin Carson. Well, that was different because he n- might have been also grooming her. Mm, That's yeah, that is but, different. Like I, I'm specifically talking about people that are like, oh, dude, it's like three, it's two years. See, people think it's weird when it's like 18 and 16, but literally, if it was like 20 and 18, no one would bat. It's just because one of them is in high school that they're like, mm, it's such... I mean, I, I get where it comes from, I guess. Because, I mean, one is experienced in adulthood, the other isn't. But, I mean, that's... It's just, that's it's just not as... Bold. It's 18? Just not as, yeah. Just they could still be in high school, though. And they could still be in the same grade. That's true. That is possible. Yeah. One could actually... Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's, that's a whole... That's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. So long as oh, we're gonna need to pause this. There's one trailer I gotta show you. Initial thoughts, Babylon. Okay. Okay. What? You didn't love it? No. I'm so excited for it, bro. I can't wait. I see Tobey Maguire, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's there too. Any any thoughts on like the the hyper insanity, um, like the the extreme like angle of of Hollywood? Anything, or is it just movie? <laughs> it's movie, <laughs> bro. I'm so excited! Oh my god, I think it's gonna absolutely slap. And if it's not better than La La Land, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. La La Land was okay. I, that's what I'm saying, bro. Besides Ryan Gosling. Roundhead Gosling. <laughs> Don't insult round. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Alright, also last thing. Tiff is finally over. Thank God. And the People's Choice winner. The Whale? I wish. No. Tar. That wasn't even there. Uh, so Tiff and Venice are two different. 
Don't worry, darling. No. That, <laughs> that'd be funny. Okay, so the Midnight Madness Award for the People's Choice was weird. The Al Yankovic story, which is really funny. Because, like, that could have gone to anything, and they chose the Weird Al movie. <laughs> oh my funny. god. Funny. <laughs> but yeah, the, the main award went to the Fablemans, because Spielberg. Oh. But they gave it to B- Belfast last year, and this is Belfast, but again. And this time it's Spielberg, so probably better, hopefully. But then number two was Women Talking, so that's a big awards player. And number three was Glass on Him. Because they do like the three place winners. Oh, so not like, not know the whale. No, um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Kind of interesting, and that's it for news. Actually, that's kind of crazy. So we had planned the Tolkien episode this yeah. week. Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, do you want to do? Tolkien now, or do you want to do other stuff and then just jump into the Tolkien things? Because we do have other stuff planned also. Well, two other things. What were the two other things? So you told me to do research on the 2010 Oscars, and then we wanted to talk about Akira. Or I wanted to, and then I made him watch Akira. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just do the the Tolkien stuff. Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, We'll just do it in that order. Sure. Alright. So... We'll start right. off. Let's do a cure before the awards. Okay. Want to no. do that last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't forget about Akira. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start off with the. Do you want? You, you've seen the animated ones. Yeah. The only one I haven't seen is I didn't even know there was a uh, Return of the King animated movie. That came from the same people who did the Hobbit, except it's three D instead of two D. What? Kinda two, kind of 3D. It's kind of like an illusion of 3D. Interesting. So okay, yeah, it's... but you saw The Hobbit, right? Yeah. Or you remember The Hobbit? I remember The Hobbit. Uh, what'd you think of it? The animated Hobbit movie from the 70s. Pretty, Kino. Pretty Kino. Um, I know I'm gonna be comparing it to the book, but I fucking love the book. So stop. So just <laughs> you can't you can't attack me. Um, they cut out. It's, there's no antagonist, which I think works a lot better than having Bold, to be honest, from the book. Because it's just sort of like, just straight to the mountain, and then there's the battle. There's no, like, bad guy following them. Sure. You know? But I guess it kind of, it would make sense that the orc army would follow them to the mountain and attack there. But the... I remember it being really, really short, like really fast paced. Like all of a sudden, they went to the mountain, the battle happens, and then it just ends. But Hell, they don't yeah. even show the battle. And don't they have that thing where like, it is animated, but it'll cut to like? No, that's the Lord of the Rings one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I think because I remember what the director used. It like cut to like color panels, and it have like live action like fighting. Yeah, that was. But the it was like silhouettes and stuff. Like, I think that's kind of cool. Like, an interesting... Instead of having to animate battles, because holy fuck, that'd take forever. You just have some people in costume it, hitting each other. When I get to the Lord of the Rings, I'll talk about that. Because there was one thing that it really worked well with, in my opinion. Okay. But, um... Uh, yeah, uh, when they got to the Battle of the Five Armies, uh, they literally just started, it cut, 
And then they're like, oh, all the doors are dead except for two, and we're not going to tell you which two of the doors survived. Everyone else is dead. Okay, peace, bye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, okay. That's literally all I remember was being really disappointed that literally all the doors fucking died except for, like, two. And they didn't <laughs> even tell us which two. Nice. Um, and then the Lord of the Rings movie was a lot more interesting on a technical level because, yeah, they had the, 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 just the color panels and the silhouettes, but it really worked, in my opinion, for the, uh, for the Nazgul because it was kind of, it kind of added to the eeriness because it was just, like, black silhouettes. Um, it didn't, it wasn't that great for the orcs because black silhouettes for orcs. Ooh. (laughs) But for the Nazgul, I think it added a lot more because, you know, Sure. Like literal ghosts, like they were described in the book. Like they were invisible with hoods. That makes sense. Yeah, but um, I literally don't remember anything else except for the fact that it literally just ends after Helm's Deep. Because I, I think it makes sense why they only did the first two, because nothing really happens in the second one. Not a lot. No. See, so, I would honestly say that about like the first. No, no. I'd say that, but we'll get no, there. We'll I'd, get there. I'd say the second one doesn't really have much to do. We'll get to the Peter Jackson ones later. But, yeah, yeah. Then there's the third one. I saw the clip of... Uh, uh, the way I discovered it was I saw the clip was... That, yeah, they, the, it was uh, Eowyn fighting the Witch Queen. The Witch King. The Witch King. Um, it was at... It, it was like in the book, I think, where they bought fought at Black, at the Black Gate instead of in Pelennor. Pel- 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 I don't know what that name is. <laughs> instead of the fields is. in front of Gondor. Gondor. <laughs> the big, the big castle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fighting in front of the castle. Yeah, I'm not they into the lore, the, so I'm. <laughs> I don't remember all the names. They fought in front of the Black Gate. All is all I know is the the gate, the Black. Gate that opens. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then in the Lego game, they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. let you win because you had to battle as the. I actually have that on here, Lego Lord of the Rings game. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. We're going all out, baby. We're doing all of them. Yeah. So it was great because he. Oh, so are you still talking about the animated ones? Yeah, just the okay, third okay. one. I didn't. I don't remember there being a prophecy in the books, but I guess there's a prophecy. Or in the. There wasn't in the movies, which huh. I'm kind of glad. But a prophecy. Um, it, was, it was it was the witch queen, the witch king. He was like the witch queen. The prophecy <laughs> said no mortal man could kill me. And then you know, Eowyn <laughs> takes off her helmet on a horse, and she's like, "I am no." Uh, it wasn't "I am no man," but I'm just gonna say because that's a lot more badass. I am no man, but I am a woman. Got it. <laughs> and just <laughs> hell yeah. Honestly, though. I will check them out eventually. It's just there's no good way to watch them. Yeah, they're all on VHS. <laughs> Basically, yeah. All right, so we'll 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 take the Peter Jackson six films a movie at a time. Right, we'll take them a movie at a time. All right, so we'll yeah. start off with the original Fellowship of the Ring, two thousand one. You really like it. Yeah, I've I seen do. it twice now. I can't ever get into. it. I just can't. I think, like, I like it enough where I'll give it, like, an 8, right? But enough about it just, like, peeves me that I just don't, I can't love it, really. 
I can't get into it a whole lot. Well, as much as the later yeah. ones. Well, the, the thing that happened with me is I used to love the the second one used to be my favorite, but then I kind of split off. The first and the third are, in my opinion, a lot better than the second. The first one, because, um, uh, well, uh... And we haven't seen the extended cuts. Yeah. I was saying, yo, we should well, do the extended cuts, but we don't have time I, for that. <laughs> I think for the first one, it's just a lot more refreshing to, well, I, I don't know how it's refreshing, but it's just, especially watching it again, it's a lot more refreshing to just see how it starts off small and then escalates into fucking battles of thousands. Sure. And... Oh, it just starts off like, oh yeah, it's a couple of people. Just a couple steps will go right away, and then it takes the grim dark turn, and they all split up, and everyone fucking dies. Hell yeah. For me, I love the first hour where they're in the Shire, and like, fucking Bilbo is so adorable. I love Gandalf's interaction with all of the hobbits. I love everything about, like, the first hour. I love, like, all the nutty, like, zoom-ins and shit. Where, like, Gandalf turns around and the camera just goes... <laughs> like, it's super cheesy. And that was a problem with it the first time I saw it, but I kind of love it now, <laughs> to be honest. It has a, a really funny style. And I think just, like, everything about it technically is pretty great. But for me, it's the goddamn pacing. After the first hour, I'm so fucking bored. I just can't get into it like the other two. Because, like, Return of the King, even though it's way longer, I'm, like, invested, you know? And then Two Towers, like, it's boring, like, the first, like, hour and a half. But the second hour and a half is so fucking insane that I kind of love it. But this one, it just, like, drops off and never picks back up for me. That's just a problem I had with it. I, I don't think it's boring. I kind of think it's boring. Yet again, I have a tendency to fall asleep during boring movies. So <laughs> looking at you, only God forgives, but yeah. What? <laughs> ah, <laughs> what? What? Only God forgives? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm guessing. I'm Honestly, though, I do love all the interactions between the characters. Like, no joke, the only flaw I have with it is the pacing. Outside of that, everything's pretty great. Like, I don't have many complaints with it. And I don't know if you have any complaints with it at all. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to... Think of faults. <laughs> I, I, I will say Aragorn is kind of a bitch boy. He gets better later. I mean, I guess the fact that the elves don't do shit. No, they don't. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, they're like, this is your guys' journey. So yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> solved your guys' issue. I do love when they form the group. Like, I always thought, like, Frodo was, like, a bitch boy. I still think he is kind of like that. Like, I get his mission, right? He's, like, just a little dude on a big adventure, right? That's, it's well, he, a pretty classic story, you know? You know, the, the ring carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Quite literally. And then that's why Samwise yeah. Gamgee's like, actually the best character in this franchise. Well, well, he doesn't have the ring on him, though. Well, he also isn't tempted by it. Exactly. 
Samwise is goaded, and Sean Astin absolutely kills it. Yeah. Absolutely especially in kills it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I really liked him in Two Towers, too, especially at the end when he has his little monologue. Yeah, favorite part is, like, the favorite film is the third one. Right, but we'll get to that later. What'd you think about the, like, Nazgul's, and just, like, or just, like, what do you think about the structure? I said I had problems with it, but, like, what do you think about the structure? Well, I, I like it, because I, I, like I said, I prefer the, the, just the smaller adventure, and then how it just escalates into them battling orcs in a, or goblins in a cave, and with giant cave troll. Sure. Like, I like the escalation that it takes, and it even takes a bigger, even bigger escalation as the trilogy goes on. I think that's why it's just not boring for me. Sure. It starts off in a quiet town, which is the, the best part. And they fight a fucking octopus in the extended cut. No, they fight the octopus in the normal cut. Or, no, they don't. Yeah. He gets captured by it. Yeah. They and then they just, like, let him go. And then they <laughs> get into the cave. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, you have seen the extended cut? I watched TV, because... TV, yeah, no, Cousins, yeah, Cousins. The TVs? My, my Cousins had the extended cuts, oh. and I remember watching the first. No, yeah, we watched the, we, we were playing the Fellowship of the Ring game for the GameCube for a console at the time, and we there we were fighting the giant octopus, and I was wondering what the giant octopus was from, so we just watched Lord of the Rings. I didn't remember from the movies at the time, and for some reason their movie had an octopus in you didn't understand extended cuts. Our, our movie, the movies we had at our house didn't have the octopus. I was confused. <laughs> like, what happened? So it's like when, like, that kind of reminded me of something. Like, when we had a copy, like a special edition copy of Independence Day, the front was like the ship, but like when you would unfold the first, like, flap, I guess, it said I-4. So I thought, oh, this is the fourth one. I didn't, <laughs> Click in my head that it's the fourth day in July. Other three movies called. <laughs> it's like, what is this one? Or like Memorial Day, <laughs> Valentine's Day, President's Day, Saint <laughs> Patrick's Day, the final of the quadrilogy, Independence Day. They, they should have done that. That's a better idea than just doing resurgence. <laughs> Stop, we're giving him ideas. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, contact me. <laughs> I give you my permission. But, like, honestly, do we have anything else to say about Fellowship of the Ring? No. Eight out of ten. Nine. Oh, really? I thought you'd give it a ten. No, no, no I won't give it a ten. Okay. No, I won't give it a ten. All right, all right, all right, all right. Year later... 2002, the Two Towers drops. This is where it gets really good for me. Because, like, I know people say, oh, this is the worst one. In, like, quotes. In quotes. Because, like, it's the, mo it's the weakest of the three. Not the worst. But I'm just like, this is where it picks up for me. This is where it gets really good. Because it, it is a minute shorter. In the regular version, it's, it's a minute shorter. Like, you feel the length, like, the first half. Like I said, the second half yeah. where they get to Helm's Deep, and you have like the the Ents, the 
The insults are so fucking good. I love those tree people so much. <laughs> and then, like, you, you're introduced to Gollum. Oh my god, Gollum's so good. Andy's circus is amazing as Gollum, bro. And for me, the Helm's Deep fight mixed with the Ents and, and, and Isengard, you can see Isengard, them, what they're yeah. doing in the background. It's such a cool detail that they didn't have to do with them drowning in the water. And there's this, like, and, like, the fight with Tower, and then you have the, the Gollum shit, and, like, the fracturing of the relationship. It's just so well done. I think for me, I'm glad that it takes a darker tone. Like, there are some stupid moments. Like, when Legolas <laughs> surfs <laughs> down the shield on the stairs. <laughs> like, that's still so funny. Or Gimli. Throw me. <laughs> Don't turn the over. <laughs> like, yeah, there's still some really fucking funny lines. But, like, I'm glad it takes a darker tone. It's like, maybe not, it is taking itself more seriously, but like, it's sort of, the situation's settling in for the characters, you know? And I genuinely thought these three movies took place within like two weeks of each other, but it's apparently yeah. like two years, and I'm like, I don't see that at all. <laughs> maybe it's because of just like the pacing of like the trilogy, or like when I watched it, but it just feels so succinct with each other. Like, no way, there's no way there could be downtime. Everyone's going from point A to point B just connects so easily. But I guess they cut out the 18 months of traveling via horse. <laughs> hey, except for Bilbo and... Uh, wait, except for Frodo, Frodo and Sam, yeah. Except for that part, yeah, they do talk, they do show that about Oh, I was just talking about the horses. Oh, yeah. They walk with their bare feet. <laughs> on and they don't even have shoes, they've just got <laughs> they the giant hairy feet. Scorching hot. But yeah, what do you think of Two Towers? I uh, the first half really feels like a filler episode, but yeah, like this is the one that I used to love as a kid, but only for the best. epic battles. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like right when that warg ambush happens, that's when it really picks up. You know, when they're on their way to yeah. Helm's Deep. Yeah, like just like that entire. For me, this is where it gets so good. For me, for this trilogy, because like. I guess the second half is the beginning of the second half of the story with Helm's Deep and stuff, just like right at the front. So, I mean, yeah, it, I think it does a good job kicking uh, ass. Although I, I do think this one is a bit more memorable than the first one, in my opinion. I agree. Especially yeah. with, uh, 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 you know, uh, looks like meat's back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one where they meet Brad Dorif with, like, the pale ass skin and then they like save the king yeah and whatever yeah i thought so yeah yeah that side plot's kind of boring to be fair but like i get why they have to do it especially because it's like your kingdom's gonna get attacked and it's like no he's not you silly goober and, <laughs> and then they like wake him free and he's like oh my god my kingdom's gonna get attacked my son's dead <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sean bean oh no and oh the other guy i don't remember in the in the movie, King Theoden's son died, and yeah, they kind see that was. <laughs> I guess that's a problem that you don't really notice because they kind of just throw that for the extended edition to deal with. Or like when Christopher Lee's wizard bro, like, just disappears in the regular version, 
of Return oh, of the yeah. King. Yeah. You're like, wait, what happened to this guy? But in the extended cut, that's like one of the first things that happens. Even though he's like one of the main villains of the trilogy, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, just cut him out. We don't need him. It's fine. He, he Especially because it's his like, power. He'll starve to death. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? It's definitely not also because it connected to one of the best parts of the ending with the fight with the Ents and, like, the flood happens and stuff. And, like, he's a part of that. So seeing the aftermath would be cool, but they just don't show it. I guess that's a problem with the extended editions. But that movie's already, like, 200 minutes. So I, can't, I guess I can't blame him too much. A good much. 200 minutes. A very good 200 minutes. I think that's a good segue, to be honest, yeah. to Return of the King. I'd give Two Towers a uh, 9. I'd give it a 9, too. Here's the Kino shit right here. Return of the King, bro. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I think this is when the score really picks up, too. The score takes everything from the first two, and then plus adds a bunch of shit to it. And it's just, like, so good. The, the soundtrack slaps in this entire trilogy. But I agree. This one has a very good soundtrack. And also... Also, I cried. I won't lie. <laughs> I, I cried. I, I think real men cry. Real men cry the at the end of Return of the King. I that, agree. That's when you realize you're a man. It's when you watch Return of the King. When Aragorn gets the single tear and he's like, for Frodo. And then they go and charge or whatever. <laughs> no one else charges. <laughs> it's just him. But like... I may not carry the ring, but I could sure carry you! And then he just, like, picks him up and uh, brings him the, up there. But the thing that gets me is when he's talking about the Shire and, you know, the strawberries. Oh, that's smell. such a good moment. Like, or, like, the ending, like, after the whole fight, it's like, you kneel to no one. And then they, like, all bow for them. Like, bro, the entire last hour of this movie is a giant sob fest, but I'm so glad it is. Speaking of that, my dad hates the fact that he sings at the end. <laughs> so he just skips through that. To, to that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, funny story. My parents were pregnant with me when this movie came out in theaters. So they remember vividly, because this came out like a month before I was born in theaters, I think. So their experience is it was packed as fuck and since it's like 2003, there's no air conditioning in it, so it's so hot. They're sitting in a hot, sweaty room with a bunch of people for over three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that like experience sounds miserable, but the movie, the movie, <laughs> it's so good. I honestly can't believe that this is a movie that exists. And then we have Morbi. <laughs> no, we have, we have uh, Jesus Christ Jesus vampire. vampire. Like, have we talked about that? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we did. Did we? I don't, I don't think know. we did. We'll save that for later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Return of the King, I think, has also the best VFX of the trilogy. Maybe because it's yeah. it came out later and they perfected it more, but also like Gollum doesn't look as sus as the first one. Like, if you remember the one silhouette shot of Gollum, he looks kind of rough. Isn't it just his fellow the king? No, because, like, it's his eyes. It's, like, oh. eyes or whatever. Like, that looks kind of rough. But he looks amazing here. He still looks amazing. Yeah. The only thing that looks weird is, like, when it's, like, CGI on top of CGI. So I know I just said Gollum looks good, but when, like, 
he like has the ring and he's like standing over the ledge and stuff like that looks kind of rough and then when he like falls in the lava and like he's melting and like the the goopy lava and like melts the ring that looks a little rough but almost everything else looks amazing like the war elephants <laughs> you have to you have to compare this to another uh the one of the other first full cgi characters called jar jar and you can definitely tell which one has uh put uh more effort, effort into it also but, yeah, yeah they these the same time. movies were 90 million dollars each yeah so like 270 million total and it each made i think return of the no what am i thinking of two towers i think made like 800 so not as much as the other two but like fellowship is at like 990 and then return of the kings like 1.1 billion so like 270 million budget almost 3 billion in prof like box I, office the fact that Warner Brothers didn't really milk it as much as, you know, a studio would nowadays. Yeah. Like what uh, Embracer Group's about to do with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gandalf spinoff. Gandalf spinoff starring are they gonna get? Pine. Are they going to get Ian McKellen back for that? No. I guess he's too old now. Yeah, by the time they get that off of pre-production, he's, he's going to be, be dead. Way too old yeah. Now he's... <laughs> he'll he'll live forever, live forever in our hearts. But honestly, yeah, Return of the King. I don't think I can say anything more than it. It's so good. It's so. Good. <laughs> I have like only good things to say about it. To be, besides some nitpicks about some VFX shots, but like Legolas is actually the goat. <laughs> like when he sees the war elephant. And he, like, shoots himself onto the fucking, like, tusk or whatever. And then he, like, slides down it. And he's, like, shooting it. Like, so good. I think Gimli's the goat. I don't know what you're talking about. Gimli is also a goat. I agree. Oh, did you know Gandalf is a Chad, too? Gandalf is a Chad, yeah. So, uh, the the wizards in Middle-earth are angels. And they're not supposed to, you know, fight wars or anything for for, uh, mortals or anything. So, he, he breaks the rules and he's like... Well, what do you want me to do in the battle? Like, not defend myself? <laughs> You're not, because they're not supposed to meddle in affairs of mortals, but. So, wait, there's like, gods? There is a god, yeah, I don't remember what his name is, though. What? <laughs> it's yeah. like Mortal Kombat. I didn't realize there was, like, because, yeah, there's, like, the gods of Mortal Kombat, but then there's, like, the one being. Yeah. And it's literally the creator of the universe, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Is that similar here? Is there just like a thing that is like above everything? Yeah, and he's just like, okay. Yeah. I happen to rule Middle Earth. I happen to. <laughs> Isn't there something where like on a separate planet, a separate like sci-fi universe takes place? I thought I heard somewhere that like there's a separate series of books that's connected to Lord of the Rings. But it's just like on a separate planet. It's connected to Lord of the Rings that way. What? <laughs> That's what I heard somewhere. Maybe maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. Maybe it's Dune. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We'll see, though. But yeah, honestly, Return of the King slaps so fucking hard. 
I I have nothing else to say except that it's so good and it's like a ten. For me, it just, it it only got better. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, like it did get better, but I just prefer Fellowship. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not over Return of the King. No, 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 no. Above two towers. Above two towers. Sure. Um. So yeah. Is, would you also rate it a ten? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So now. Yeah. Now I'm gonna fucking put the Hobbit through the meat grinder. <laughs> okay. So okay. I don't know when they decided to start doing the Hobbit, but at some point, Warner Brothers is like, "Yo, we should do the Hobbit." So then Guillermo was like, "Yo, I'll do the Hobbit." And he's doing, like, a duology. But then for some reason, he left. And then Peter Jackson's like, you know what? I'll take over. <laughs> and he hops in. He makes it a trilogy instead of a duology. And you can clearly <laughs> tell. You can clearly tell. So 2012 is when an unexpected journey. That's the subtitle for it? Yeah. The Hobbit, an unexpected journey drops i think this is the second best of three i i think this is the best you think it is the best yeah okay you think it got worse as Uh, each film came out i would disagree maybe that's just like a personal thing but but yeah this hobbit movie is also three hours and you can feel it because the first like hour it's just like the dwarves show up in Bilbo's house with Gandalf, who clearly looks older, even though it's supposed to be a prequel. And it's just like, like rough. It's really they shoving so much shit in this movie that it just bogs it down. Like I don't remember as much in the Hobbit trilogy as I do the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think that just shows to, like, the writing problems that it has. Yeah, specifically with... This is, like, an overarching thing, but... Um, it, it I only remember three... Well, one thing I did notice... Um, so, all the dwarves look like dwarves with the big noses, except for three. Why is that? That's just... They just decided to do that. Oh. Three dwarves are sexy, the other ones are just ugly. <laughs> ugly. It's obviously the, you know, Feely, Keely, and, uh, Thorin? Thorin? Thorin, Thorin, Thorin. Oh, the main one? Yeah, the, yeah, Okay. Yeah. The one with the black hair? <laughs> yeah, the one with the black, edgy, gray hair, yeah. Actually, that's not true. I remember this one more yeah. than Desolation of Smog, but I think that's still the better one. But, yeah, An Unexpected Journey, I remember actually quite a lot about that. Because there's the, the the disgusting white CGI creature orc thing yeah. that's tracking him down, and then he dies. And then there's, like, the panel where they're on the mountain, there's the sunset, and, like, the, 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 the eagles there or whatever. And it's like, I don't know if they actually said something about Journey, but I think they did. Because <laughs> they're like, we're about to go off on a quest, and then it, like, cuts the black or whatever. It has a similar thing to, like, what the halfway mark was for uh, Fellowship, but it's the ending of the yeah. first Hobbit movie. Because um. I remember, like, 
I've only read like 50 pages of The Hobbit, but where they're like, let's go off on our quest or whatever, it's like 50 pages in. Yeah. In like a 200 page book. So they're just like, ah, oh, let's just pad this out. <laughs> uh, oh, and then there's also the Gollum riddles. That's this one. <laughs> good part. <laughs> good. That was a good I, part of the book, too. I do remember that part quite well. That was very good. I like that. Um, the one, uh, one uh, the reason why I put this above all the other ones is because this is the same as the Fellowship, like you said. It's a bit. It's a lot more lighthearted than the other ones that come after. <laughs> Which I kind of appreciate that he kept that, at least in the uh, first two, slightly the second one. If he would have kept it a bit more lighthearted, I think that would have helped. Because The Hobbit, is the book, is a little bit more lighthearted. Is a lot more lighthearted than the Lord of the Rings books until the ending. But um, this one is more of like the actual book than the other ones. And tone yeah, the other ones got very gritty. Yeah. And they had music, too. And they cut, actually, a lot of music out from the first one. Oh, they like did? They had, yeah. Like, See, unlike the, the Lord of the Rings CGI trilogy, I remember almost nothing about the soundtrack <laughs> from this trilogy. I Is it also Howard Shore? I don't think so. That makes, that I, makes I, sense. The only thing I remember is them singing in... Um, oh, I do remember singing. Thorin singing that yeah. song in the Hobbit house. So I remember reading that in the book and me like rereading it in his voice, singing it back. Because, like, when I read it, I just read it. But I'm like, you know what? I gotta do this. And I went back to when he started the song and then sang it. <laughs> I think this is, like, how that... I'm going off a tangent. You can keep going. I, I, uh, like, there's a deleted scene you can find. That it was an homage to the animated Hobbit movie, which is also, which they also had songs in from the book. It was the Down Down to Goblin Town song that absolutely <laughs> slaps, dude. <laughs> They'd have the ugly, fat CGI... Goblin down, down to Goblin down. Oh, is this the one where they're in the mines? Yeah, it's like a cave mine thing. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I remember that, too. <laughs> yeah, this is the most memorable one, I think. But not my favorite. Yeah. I give it a six. That, that, to be honest. Speaking I, of the cave oh, thing, oh, yeah. right when they leave the cave, somehow... What's his name again? Not Bold. Azog catches up to them somehow. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the like, disgusting white from? creature... And then doesn't he die by like getting hit by a tree or something? I remember well, he doesn't die, but oh no, he doesn't. No, he, he gets surrounded by fire, and he they throw pine cones with fire on. I remember they that. They light the pine cones on fire, and fire just starts <laughs> around him, and he's like, <laughs> instead of just doing barrel rolls out. <laughs> barrel roll. Oh my god! I, I used to think Azog was so fucking badass, but like now it's just. God Isn't there another so villain? Cool. It's not Smog. There's another villain in this trilogy. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that. Who is he? It's uh, Sauron. Is it Sauron? Yeah, that that that's the thing that I'll give this one like a six two. Okay. Out of ten. Yeah, because it shows up in the <laughs> next one. If you want me to explain. Okay, that. so yeah, next one: Desolation of Smog. Go ahead. What the hell are you talking about? Well, Sauron's in this. So. Um, in the book, too, I think. I think it was in the book, too. Well, not this part, but, like, Gandalf just disappears. He just dips. Oh, yeah, because in the movies, he has the relationship with Kate Blanchett, which is really weird. Yeah. But he, uh, 
Because, yeah, they hear about a necromancer or something that's raising orcs from the dead, but it's never brought up again. In like the books? The necromancy. No, no, it doesn't even happen in the books. Oh. <laughs> they, 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 I, they call him the necromancer, but you don't see him raise the dead or anything. Sure. See, he's just called the necromancer, and at the end it's revealed he's Sauron. It's like, the only thing I okay. remember about... That actually brought up something. I watched a video where it's like, actors have played two characters in the same movie. And I remember Benedict Cumberbatch, because it's like, yeah, he played Smog. I'm like, I knew that. But I hadn't seen those movies yet. And it was like, he also played Sauron. And I'm like, what? He plays two characters in this movie? So then I watched it remembering that. So I'm like, wait, that's Benedict Cumberbatch? What the fuck? Yeah, it's black. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Black, I think they cut. I think they cut the witch. I seriously can't believe these have extended cuts. Yeah. They're so spread out as it is. I can't believe there's an hour extra for each of these fucking movies. Especially this one. The whole side quest just feels wrong. With Gandalf? Yeah. Yeah, because that leads like nowhere. Yeah. He literally just leaves. He gets captured, and then he has a romance with Kate Blanchett. And then there's the Evangeline Lily elf that's like, yo, I'm a bang this dwarf. <laughs> a forced romance with Keely. Hey, even the Legolas wants her. Legolas deserved her, but whatever. See, I just liked... Because this is basically interracial. If you think yeah, about yeah. it. If you think about it. Yeah. Which is... That's what hobbits are, right? Pretty sure they're half... Yeah, they're called halflings, so I think they're dwarves and... Unless it's humans and dwarves. Yeah, they're not elvish at all. I think it's humans and dwarves, yeah. Honestly, Bilbo is like a side character in this fucking trilogy. It's so funny. Because, like, all of the battles outside of the one where he's in the... My favorite part, I think, is everyone's favorite part of this movie. Is when he actually meets Smog. And yeah. he's in the giant gold area. And he's, like, running around. He's, like, trying to be stealthy. And then Smog's like, I'm gonna find you. And he's like running around. He's like breaking up all this shit and stuff. And like, yeah, that part's so and awesome. they have to use their wits to like dip him in gold and shit. Yeah, that's such a good part. But I remember because they have like the giant crane and they have like the big block of gold and they have to drop it down. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's a good part. Like the, the thing in the, the books was it wasn't his perspective. You always followed him, so you didn't know what the other characters were up to. That's why it's just like Gandalf just straight up dipped. He's not <laughs> to follow Gandalf. He just left. And that's why uh, in the... Actually, I'll talk about that when we get to the third one. But yeah. Well, yeah, for me, this was pretty good. I think Smog in that entire plot saved it for me personally. Except for the ending, where he's like, what have I done? And then it cuts to black. And, like, the first five minutes of the third one is, like, Smog gets yeah, executed. Like, why couldn't they have just had that in the second one? Like, it was done. such bait for a cliffhanger. Or cliffhanger. To get people in for the third one, yeah. Which, no joke, the first one did make a billion, but I think the other two actually got really close. Like, all of these made money, oh, yeah. which is shocking, because they're... Definitely yeah. not as talked about as the I, first I remember three. wanting to watch the second one in theaters, and then I got the ending spoiled to me. And then that's when I decided to be a bitch and spoil the third one for everyone and read the book. <laughs> and guess what? I did that thing. <laughs> got him. Like, I remember there was a... 
uh, our, she was, yeah, she was sitting at our table, and she's like, oh, I'm going to watch the new Hobbit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Feely and Keely and Thorne die at the end, by the way. <laughs> Got him. So <laughs> Epic. Oh, giga chat. Base. I was lucky they did die. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because they could have changed it. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember doing that a lot as a kid. I was like a, like a chronic liar as a child. I remember because like I was never able to go to theaters much. Yeah. So when people were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go see this movie," I wanted to fit in. So I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go see that too." Or like even before it came out, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I saw this," and then I'd like quote unquote spoil it for people, even though I didn't know what the fuck it was about. It's like Thor: I The Dark dies. World. <laughs> It's like Thor the Dark World. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you or yeah, on here before. I don't know about on here. But. but it was like I was like with a friend and I made up a plot about Thor the Dark World where it was about rock giants basically invading, which is literally almost the exact same plot as the first one. <laughs> yeah. But the diff but I actually made up a scene where like Loki was tied up and he like had, like, his head, like, on a table, and the guard he was with got hit, and he's like, well, that just happened, and now it's actually a fucking joke (laughs) that this happens in Marvel movies. So, dead ass, nine years ago, I called Marvel jokes. Well, that just happened. Well, that just... right behind me, isn't it? Well, I mean, movies had these jokes long before it. It just got attached to Marvel because well, Marvel bad. Marvel popularized it because unnecessary humor. And now everything has unnecessary humor. Uh-huh. Oh, not everything. Yeah, well, yeah. The blockbusters. The blockbusters. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Desolation of Spawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the guy with the black hair being such a bitch because he, he was greedy. He wanted the ring. Wait, why were they even with Smock? I kind of forgot why they were there. <laughs> well, they wanted they they were there to take back to kill the dragon to take back the no they they were after the stone because the stone I guess is like important I'm the king it's like, important and it rallies everyone and they wanted to get they wanted to take back the kingdom that's the point I completely forgot that plot and um, yeah that, nine hours I'm only remembering like twenty minutes that's, that's of scenes they were after. and yeah, they were after the stone or something and. Honestly, I remember more about the third one than I do this one. I do not. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I remember more. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying I remember more of the third one than I do this one. But I think this one, when I watched it, it was just generally good. Like, it, I think it had better pacing, even though I don't remember as much about it as the first or third ones. I think it went by a lot faster. I think the villain was more memorable with Smog. And despite the shitty ending, I think everything felt naturally paced, as opposed to, like, the first one, where you spent the first half in a hut, and then, like, the third one was just only fights, which is maybe why I also like that one, to be fair, but, yeah, I like this one quite a lot. I'd give it a seven. I don't have much to say outside of it. Remember the dude who transformed into an animal? What? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Do you remember the big... Paul Harry guy that they meet at the beginning. I don't. 
No. Well, there's a big, tall, hairy guy they meet at the beginning, like, they turn into a bear, right? Or something. A giant wolf or something. Yeah, I don't and his know that. species is extinct because Azog killed them all, I guess. Is that in the books? In the book, I think it's Bolg that kills his family. This wolf guy? This wolf guy's family. Which is important because in the book, he fucking smashes Bolg's skull in with a rock to get revenge. So <laughs> Light-hearted, <laughs> huh? <laughs> it, gets, it gets pretty dark at the end, so... See, I remember the third... You know what? I'll let you finish with Desolation of Smog. Um, I just wanted to top it off with the smog scene again. I really like the colors in this. Oh, yeah, it's very vibrant. Yeah, You have the emerald, too, the emerald colors off the side uh, for the walls and the pillars. And I like the architecture that they have. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I do. That's... And the forest romance. I don't remember much of the characters because all I remember is like they show up to the elf place for some reason, and then well they get lost in the forest, yeah, because with and the then, spiders and the elves save them and imprison them for no fucking reason. And then Legolas is there, even though you told me he wouldn't exist yet, no, or he, like he wouldn't, he wasn't in the book. He wasn't in the book. Yeah, I guess he, he would existed. exist, maybe because elves live fucking forever. Yeah, he was not in the book. Uh, but yeah, I just remember. Gross Ian McKellen yeah. and Kate Blanchett romance. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> it's gross. It doesn't make any sense, and I don't know why they did it. But you know what? Good on them. I guess. Does she even die in the third one? Gladriel? No. Uh, oh, uh, Evangeline Lily? I don't think she does. Does she? I thought they were together in the end. No, they both fucking. Uh, no, Keely fucking dies. Really? Maybe I'm. Maybe I don't. Again, I don't remember as much about this trilogy. I like that the first thing that popped up was Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> you type that in. Uh, the Hobbit did. <laughs> Actress killed by celebrity death hoax. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Fee Roberts. Fall guys. <laughs> oh, do they have an Amogus mode? Probably. Amogus. <laughs> Oh yeah, YouTube's gonna have ten unskippable ads now. Oh, oh he that sacrifices guy. herself. See, he doesn't look awful. <laughs> he doesn't. See, like that doesn't look oof, rough. That yeah. looks kind of bad. <laughs> like that doesn't look absolutely terrible, but it doesn't look good. Oh yeah, they fall off a cliff. Whatever. I don't fucking remember. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Ah, uh, seven. I don't have much to say. Desolation of Smog is seven. They're gonna give this one a six. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Battle of the Five Armies, baby. Year later, 2014. Battle of the Five Armies. I. Because you told me this is the worst one. It's actually bad. I'm like, you know what? We'll see. I watched it, 
I thought it was still quite good. Not like, it's the worst of the trilogy, but I had enough fun and enough like enjoyment and I remember enough about it where I'm like, at least it was memorable where I can give it like a six still. I know I'm biased because I read the book. book, But uh, my my biggest problem was how, uh, you know, uh, Thorin Oakenshield went crazy for being greed, uh, you know, for greed out of nowhere. Oh, in the movie? In the movie. It kind of just showed up. It's like, ah, okay. And it just disappeared. And it's like, ah, he's good now. My favorite part is when... It's just like seven dwarves hiding in a little, like, like, hiding on the little bridge. And there's like literally thousands of people surrounding them. They're just like, how are the fuck are we going to get out of this? And by this point, randomly, Smog's dead already. I forgot how he, did he get shot with like a cannon or something? Yeah, he got shot by a black arrow. Oh, yeah, by like the, 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 the Smith guy. Yeah. Because I, I remember before I saw anything. Tolkien in on cable when I still had that the opening for Battle of the Five Armies was on cable and I saw his death scene that was the first thing I saw out of anything Lord of the Rings or Hobbit yeah or at least that I remembered because I do remember when I was like seven my sister put it the Fellowship of the Ring on but I only got to like the title card reveal <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, this is the first thing I remember, like, actually, like, watching from him, of this series. But honestly, this movie kind of slaps. There's like, some, as we just saw, bad, like, CG. But, like, some of the fight scenes were badass. Yeah, I did, I did, I will admit, I did, like, Azog fighting uh, Thorin at the end on the ice. He Absolutely. The ice, and he's like, brrr, he I, <laughs> I do love that scene so much. And then... Is like is Sauron in this one still? No, I think Sauron was just in the second one and he okay. just disappears. So then, wait, where's Gandalf? <laughs> Gandalf shows up with the uh, elves, I thought. Uh, he just shows that up. Part. That's all I remember. I know he's in it because he's on the goddamn poster. Yeah, but well, <laughs> one of my favorite parts was with the giant fat dwarf on the warthog. His like cousin or something comes in and he has the axe. He's like he looks awful, but it's like it's really funny. Also, I I I love the design of the dwarf arm of the dwarven shit in these movies. Like how it's like square and like you know not like circular like the human shit is. It's just like square. I I fucking like even the swords are like fucking squares. It's fucking epic. The sword shields are. Squares, 3D squares, bro. 3D squared. I think, just like, I don't remember, again, I don't remember anything about Bilbo in this movie. I know he's in it, because he has to be. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. What do you do? Uh, they give him the Mithril right before the battle. Oh, the, he, the stone? No, the Mithril chainmail. Oh! And then he gets fucking knocked out. You don't see him for the rest of the movie. Except the, the ending. ending. Yeah. yeah. Which happens in the book, except he wakes up and everyone's fucking dead. Oh. Well, not everyone, just the three. Well, it's because it focuses on his perspective. Yeah. But the movie's like, ah, let me spend two and a half hours showing you. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's more just, I remember the beginning and the end. 
But I think the entire movie is just action scenes. Because <laughs> there weren't even five armies. Well, there was the there was the doors from the Iron Hills. There was the seven doors. The, the, the main group. Yeah, the main group. Does that count as an army? Yeah, I think. Oh. We'll just count it not as one. There was the orcs from the Necromancy mm-hmm. place. There's... There was goblins, I think, there, too. In the movie? No, we'll, we'll skip the goblins, too. There was the giant worms, if you remember those. I don't... Was that in the movie? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. That's interesting. Wait, there's giant worms? Then there was the elves. I, and I think the eagles count. That's... That's cutting it, I think. Because oh, all I re- remember is, like, there's the orcs, the dwarves, and the elves. And that's it. Oh, yeah, there were... Men? There were they were there? Oh, yeah, the, the men from Lake Town. Remember, oh, Lake Town burned, and then they all came. Oh, like the town that smog attacked? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There was the elves, the dude, and then there was the dwarf. See, this is the thing. They count the, the two... Well, I guess since seven doesn't really count. There's the dwarves of the Iron Hill. There was the orcs of Goldur, which were the ones from the fortress that Sauron was at, and then the Mount Gundabad. Gundabad. I don't know where the fuck they're from. I don't know where Mount Gundabad is. Oh, see, this is only two and a half hours. I like that. But there were giant worms, though. Giant worm. (laughs) See, I'm curious what was in Peter Jackson's head when he's like, you know what? Here's a good idea. We should make this a trilogy. And Warner Brothers is like, mmm, more money. Yes, I agree. What the fuck? Oh, I remember because, like, the land shifted. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, what the hell is that? And it's like a giant worm. Okay, I remember that. I, guess it's, I remember ju- that. I guess it's just a reference to the game. Okay, so I remembered that they were there, but, like, they never showed up. Yeah. I remember that now. Okay, 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 okay. I keep saying that. That's so not okay. Is that her tongue? Yeah. What the fuck? See, we should make a book accurate Hobbit. I like that <laughs> Jar Jar's on there for no reason. <laughs> Jar Jar. <laughs> oh no, go back, go back, go back. The true hero. <laughs> Graham McTavish. Uh, what a chad. <laughs> I remember the face. I don't remember anything he does in this trilogy. Do <laughs> Graham McTavish. Anyway, I give it a six. I I don't have much to say about this trilogy. Useless dwarves. All of them show up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm curious if they're gonna ever do like what? Ba- Balin? What the, this dude? Alright, yeah, we gotta see it. I rank dwarves of the Hobbit so you don't have to. 14 Balin. is Balin. What the fuck? Balin. Balin. I think it's like <laughs> Balin. Balin <actually>. <laughs> <laughs> His name's actually Balin, Balin I think. That's so funny. He's <laughs> Balin. This is the dude. I think this is the guy who's dead in the coffin that Gimli's crying at. Oh, oh, his cousin? He's like, oh, my cousin's no, here. Oh, no, no, this, 
No, no, this isn't. No, oh. this isn't different. No, this this dude became king of the 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 place they were trying to be that they were that they went all the way to the mountain for. Oh, became that. kings of that. No, I was explaining the book. What do you mean? Why is Ori so tall? <laughs> what the fuck? Why is he so high? He doesn't Beefer. Do, do you even? He doesn't do fucking anything. In- I don't even remember him. <laughs> Owen. Oin. Oin. <laughs> That Gloin, Gloin. Gloin. This, so is, this is Gimli's cousin. What are these names? Gloin. Dory. <laughs> Nori. I'm sorry. B- Bumper. <laughs> Buffer. Yeah, Buffer. Where do you think we're going? Back to Rivendale. No, no, no. You can't turn back now. You're part of the company. You're one of us. Am I? Oh, it's not a joke. Thorin. What the? Dwolin. <laughs> oh no. Philly. They have Keely number one. See, look at that sword. I fucking love that. I know it's not practical at all. <laughs> Kino. Why? His dashing good looks, chiseled jawline. That's it. <laughs> that's You're it. You're ranking him by looks. Then why don't you have Ori this high? What the fuck? <laughs> Ori. <laughs> Sigma male. Yes. Literally me. <laughs> Doesn't even do anything. <laughs> I don't remember any of the characters except for Thorin and Bilbo, and I guess Smog in this in in their in this story. But then they shove Gladriel in there. I'm like, what? Buffer's the only dwarf who actually cared about Bilbo. I don't care. Did I ask? <laughs> Okay, do you have anything else to say about the Battle of the Five Armies? Um, I was, well, the, as I was saying, I was, gonna, yeah, the, the, the werebear doesn't show up again. The were guy, the guy that turns into a bear, he shows up once on the eagles. But I do want to say one thing over the entire trilogy. You ready? Yep. Alright, so you know the criticism of, uh, specifically the trilogy, because it was explained in the books, but you know how people are like, oh, why didn't they just ride the eagles to Mordor? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Sauron could see them, because, you know, he's the all-seeing eye, right? Mm-hmm. But why couldn't they just ride the eagles to the mountain? Because Sauron wasn't around. Like, actually, <laughs> And the eagles show up in the first one. They help him get to the cliff. Yeah. So like what the fuck? <laughs> like, so, like, what the but fuck? yeah, so I I remember I saw some. I remember making that criticism because someone said, I think it was um how it should have ended. They had like a parody gag or like, oh the eagles would like, die if they saw the eye or whatever. So their joke was blindfold the eagle and then give them directions on to get to Mordor and then just drop the ring in, because like. I get that the eye explodes, and then the eagles can come in to save yeah. Sam and Frodo. And I didn't realize that, because I was low IQ. So I'm like, wait, they're here. Why couldn't they just ride them to get here in the first place? But then I'm like, oh, wait, because they had to wait for Sauron's eye to explode. You want to know something else? What was that? They sent three eagles. They did? There were three eagles to pick three people up. I only remember one. No, there's three. There is? 
They sent three eagles, one for Sam, one for Frodo, and one for Gollum. For Gollum? Yeah, they still thought Gollum could have been redeemed at the end. Oh, shit. So wait, are you saying, like... Wait, what's the revelation here? I'm a little confused. Well, there, there, that's the sad thing. There, there were three eagles. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can find a picture. But there were three eagles that went to go pick up Sam and Frodo when they were on the rocks, you know, uh, yeah. after they threw the ring in. You know, one for each of the people. But they, they assumed that Gollum... Well, they thought that Gollum would have been able to redeem himself and push himself away from the ring, but he didn't. Damn. So wait, that's the revelation here? Yeah. Damn. That's the big revelation. Because I thought you meant, like, there's three eagles, so, like, they'd be able to somehow distract Sauron or some shit. I got a little confused by that. But, yeah, that's kind of sad. Oh, never mind. Gandalf himself is being carried by the third eagle. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Revelation gone. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation gone. What? Anyways, how the eagle thing is explained in the book in the for the Hobbit is how um, uh, the you know it's like a. Imagine imagine asking someone to. Uh, give you a ride to the zoo every day. Or something like that. How do you mean? Like, like. Oh, can you can you carry me to the couch? Except you ask him every day. <laughs> it's like, bro, like I'm not your fucking housemaid. But also, there's the fact that they can't. They also can't interfere interfere with mortal shit like Gandalf. Even oh, though, the eagles. Yeah, the eagles can't either. Okay. And they they owe Gandalf favors too. <laughs> That's why they're able to save. Of him course, they do. So. <laughs> But the elf, I remember the, the Eagle King was kind of like a bitch in the book, so. There's an Eagle King? Yeah, there was an Eagle King. What? <laughs> what? I kind of childhood adventure. It was kind of epic. I'd like to see the Eagle King, bro. <laughs> they need to remake it. In uh, sound form. Musical. <gasps> Yo. Like the books. <laughs> like the books. Or at least The Hobbit. I haven't read The Lord of the Rings. I don't know if there's songs in it or not. No. So I watched a video of someone that's like, I put classic books on tier list, right? And there was four books that he put on the lowest tier. Two of them were Dune and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Because <laughs> he put at number one, like a bunch of different stuff, like Jane Eyre and like a bunch of random shit I've never heard of. And then at the bottom, it's Dune and Lord of the he said they walk. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, that was our English teachers too. And um, remember which one? It, th those were our English. Uh, those were our English teachers in high school. They said they didn't like the Lord of the Rings books because they were too. Boring. Except for they were just the one. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was cool. So <laughs> she was epic. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. She had the first and third Dune. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you want to borrow a copy before you get yours? Because I told her I was going to read Dune for the movie. So she was epic. And she's like, you want to borrow Dune? <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, she was a badass teacher. But the rest of them were kind of boring. Yeah. Did they like the movies, though? Probably. That makes sense. <laughs> See, I wanted to talk about Return of the King 
for our movie presentation? Because you talked about Birdman. I remember you brought that up once on here. But that same class that I had later, I wanted to talk about Return of the King. And she's like, no, you can't watch, or you can't review something you have, you've already seen. So I got sad because I wanted to do Return of yeah. the King. So then someone else picked it, but they didn't see the first two. Oh so, <laughs> so they just hopped straight into the third one. And then I'm like, oh my god. How? And they actually still really liked it. Because, like, no shit. But also, you lost out on so many, so much context. Did you tell them? <laughs> that they missed out on context? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, but they're just like, oh, no, no, I'm an idiot. They only saw the first one. Because it could have been a Best Picture winner or nominee. Because that was the assignment. Yeah. Was an Oscar Best Picture nominee or winner. And I thought they were going to do Return of the King, but they did the first one instead. Okay, I'm an idiot. Never mind. But like, why that one? Watch all three and then do Return of the King. Because that's like way better. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah. way better. Yeah. I did Million Dollar Baby for that class. It is solid. It's one of the better things Eastwood's done. Eastwood's done good. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I I did Birdman, and I think I pulled out the best presentation in the entire class, to be honest. Because of just the passion? Or just the like actual, just, like... Because of just the passion, the oh. work I put into it. You know, everyone else is like, yeah, you know, it's not that great. I, you know, I prefer Remember the Titans, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Except one kid. He watched, um, he actually watched Whiplash. Epic. He really liked it. Um, he's a musician too, so sure. Yeah, he really yeah I. It. There were some people that didn't even like do the assignment. They just picked random movies that they liked and just did the ad. And I'm like, I'm what? sorry, what? Why did they get to get away with? That? I don't know. <laughs> it it blew my mind. There was some people. There was someone that did. Ah, uh, Fault in Our Stars. No, 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 no. I'm trying to remember. See. You were you were supposed to make a comment on like your on the sheet reviewing them. So I always had comments for these people. So I'm like, what the fuck's wrong? With you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Or like, oh my god, someone. I thought someone did Parasite. I keep thinking someone did. I don't think they did though. Bro, someone should have done Parasite. That movie slaps so hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, someone did Godfather. That was it. And they're like, it's so fucking boring. And I like, can't appreciate the classics. But I hadn't seen it yet. And then I watched it. I'm like, holy fuck, it's so fucking boring. <laughs> Good movie, sure. Too long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three-hour slow burn drama. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Or, yeah, someone did Driving Miss Daisy, too. They said it was... It was... Oh. They said it was super fucking boring. That's so. that was literally me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it took me three long. tries to watch it. I fell asleep twice when watching it, and the third time I was like, I gave up. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't finish it. I think someone did Lava Land too. I, I don't really fucking remember what anyone else did besides mine. Because <laughs> it was the one you did. Yeah, I had good clips too. I had the one clip when I talked about how the you know they actually made Michael Keaton run through the streets <laughs> in one shot, and nobody knew it was Michael Keaton. So everyone that was actually taking pictures <laughs> was actually people taking pictures because it was Michael Keaton. They're like, "Oh you know? shit!" 
cheek. <laughs> I showed him some of the shots that stood out to me. Yeah. I should have show, also showed the scene where, you know, Birdman's talking to him over the shoulder. Oh, yeah. Just, like, huge fucking <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wish... I wish I could have done more than just the one movie. Because there were so many on the list of, like, winners alone. Let alone also being allowed to watch the nominees in those... In that category. Yeah. Where I would have loved to have done one. But I just saw a Million Dollar Baby. And it was on, like, two streaming services for free. So I'm like... I'll just do that one then. I, I think for that class we should have did more presentations or like essays. Instead of just like watching movies. Because for comedy, what movies did you watch for your comedy? We watched Step Brothers. We watched Talladega Nights. It's the same creatives. Yeah. So. so. But like, like, she did bring up like different types of comedy, but then she just did haha, raunchy, haha. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have done, like, slapstick. You couldn't have done, like, like dark comedy. Like, you couldn't have done literally anything. And for a sci-fi unit, she could have picked any movie. And she did fucking Jurassic World. Not Park. World. What did, I don't remember doing a sci-fi unit. Oh, and she also did Star Trek. Yeah, we watched Star Trek. Which, rewatching at that time, I kind of didn't think it was that bad. But I, that was when we were distance learning, so I literally didn't watch it. Because <laughs> I already, I at that point, I already watched it a lot. Because you know, little five-year-old brain go. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? When we get to our Oscars, this is also the year of that Star Trek movie. Oh, so I'm gonna bring that up a couple of times. Special effects. <laughs> It obviously lost to Avatar. But we'll get to that later. Hey, what'd you do your cult classic essay on? Yeah, you what'd you do been... yours on? Mine was, um... Well, I, I watched a couple movies to try and get an idea. First, I watched Mad Max Fury Road, and then I watched the Blade Runner movies. So then I just decided to do Blade Runner 2049. But I think I should have just uh, did uh, Fury Road instead. Oh. Because that was already a cult classic. I don't think we ever did an essay. I do think we did the unit, but we never did an essay on it. Yeah, we had to find a movie that we thought would be a future cult classic. Yeah, we never did that. Yeah. See, each time they do it, it's different. So our experiences are different. I wish she would have, because I have a couple of ideas in mind. For example, almost any Wes Anderson movie could have fit that category. It mainly, well, some are already classics, like Royal Tenenbaums and Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I guess also Grand Budapest Hotel. Never mind, I would have to change it, but I don't know. I also remember when we talked about music, I don't know if it was the same for you, but we we got to the, we were... Oh, the John us, Williams? Yeah, she made us listen to the John Williams stuff, and we had to guess. And obviously, Giga Chad, me knew everything John Williams, because John Williams is goaded. So, okay... Unlike your class, where apparently it was only you answering, people actually were chiming in. So even though I was raising my hand constantly, she wouldn't pick me every time. Yeah. So, and the one that I fucked up on was E.T. Oh, do you guys not remember <laughs> E.T.? I saw it once when I was seven. That, that Give was me a break. The, that was the last one 
one she showed, that's the last one we were listening to. So like, and I was the only one who got it, and she she just looked at me. And she's like, "No, no." <laughs> I'm like, so, fuck. So like, I I thought it was like Close Encounters because like the clip that she used, it was so like intense. I was like, okay, that's gotta be Close Encounters, right? Because like it was intense. But no, it was E.T. She didn't use the E.T. music that I actually did remember. She used a part of the soundtrack that had no fucking clues in it. So I'm like, wait, this is E.T.? People didn't even know what Superman was. (laughs) That's so sad and depressing my class was. I don't even remember anyone being like, is this Indiana Jones? (laughs) I just remember people raising their hand for Superman. And then fucking for, it no, up. No, not Superman. For uh, uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously. Whoa. But then, like, like I knew as soon as she got to Superman, I lost my faith in that class. <laughs> I knew that moment that I was in there with a bunch of meatheads <laughs> that were like, "Oh, Batman could beat Superman with enough prep time." Were they actually? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> also, yeah. Remember was... when this was about Tolkien? I also remember the when we were talking about westerns and there was the sub the sub genre of westerns which was like um you know like the death of the west and like well we talked about like different sub genres of westerns yeah we did like, too like yeah, we had like the neo western yeah. or whatever yeah and I I asked her like wouldn't Rango be considered a modern western mm-hmm. and she's like no like but like what isn't it does take place in the Modern day. Modern day, but also it's also about the like the Old. death of the Western too. Yeah. At the same time. Because it has the knockoff Clint Eastwood guy. <laughs> yeah. So it's like technically, yeah. And it's also different because it's not about revenge, it's about self identity. Yeah. Imagine. Rango slapped <laughs> so fucking hard dude. actually holy dude, shit. The fucking hairs on the mole on the on the uh, fucking mole and the chicken guy with the one eye. Oh yeah. <laughs> What does he say he has? I don't remember. I that tuberculosis or something, <laughs> but it's like not tuberculosis. Yeah. Oh, he said gingivitis. Oh yeah, gingivitis. I've got some gingivitis. <laughs> it's like uh, you've got something in your eye there. Uh, I got gingivitis. <laughs> that movie, like no joke. Once every year, I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch Rango again. <laughs> I'll just like listen to the soundtrack on repeat. I'll have the original song. That they made for it. And then I'll just like watch a fuckboat of clips from Rango. And I'm like, alright, I got my fix of Rango for the year. But like, it happens every year. It's already happened this year. It might happen again, now that we're talking about it. Rango slaps so fucking hard, dude. Okay, we're gonna backtrack. We're gonna backtrack. Oh yeah, Lego Lord of the Rings? No, we, you gotta rate 5 Oh armies. yeah, I give it a 5 out of 10. So now we're going to talk about Lego Lord of the Rings, baby. The game. We didn't yeah. do Lego Hobbit. Because we didn't have... You didn't have it. Yeah. yeah. Lego Lord of the Rings slaps so hard, bro. I know, it's open world, and you can actually explore Middle... This was my first open world uh, Middle Earth experience before Shadow of Mordor. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously it just slaps. Mm-hmm. And no joke? Like... 
Our whole goal was to get that one random ass fucking Bambadol. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we kept being like, oh, should we go back for him? And then we would try, but then we wouldn't be able to. So we're like, you know what? It's a sign. We're not supposed to go after him. Yeah. <laughs> so then. Wait for the journey to end. So we played 10, 12 hours of fucking Lego Lord of the Rings. And then when we finally got the chance, we bought Tom Bambadel. We both gathered ourselves to his house. We invaded his home. And we bought Tom Bambadel. We became Tom Bambadel. <laughs> like, that was the whole journey for us. It wasn't even actually just to replay it. It was to get Tom Bambadel. And boy, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. That game slapped so hard, bro. <laughs> Some of the platforming was funky, but I think that made it really funny. <laughs> like, Lego games in general, just so good. Until later. I've heard nothing about any of the new ones except the new Star Wars one. And I heard just people say it's good. Which I like, I assumed, because I don't think any of them are bad. Yeah. I mean, Lego Worlds wasn't bad, it's just they stopped updating it like a month after it came out because it died on arrival. It was supposed to be a live-service Minecraft Lego game. Which, in theory, makes a lot of sense, because Lego is basically just Minecraft. Yeah. It was cool. I built my own western town, and I dressed up like a cowboy, and I'm like, I'm a cowboy, walking around. People are driving cars for some reason. (laughs) You can blow up, quite literally drill holes into the center of the earth. Pretty cool game. What the fuck? It's just, yeah. Yeah. All right. I actually don't have much to say. It's just, like, it's good. And I had fun playing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to rate it. I just thought it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Lego game? Lego. You, before the Oscars, you did not watch District 9, did you? I didn't have enough time, no. Because I, see, I did this thing and got a new job. <laughs> no. So, I mean, you can bring up whatever you want about it. Maybe not spoilers, but like, no, I'm not gonna we'll get yeah. into... So wait, oh, didn't you say you wanted to do Akira before? Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, that was the Tolkien chunk. That was like it, over an hour. But I said, so I randomly saw like a couple of Akira videos, like a year, not a year, like six or seven months after I saw Akira earlier this year. Like, you know what? We should watch Akira. So we watched it. This is my second time. Your first time. What a fucking trip. (laughs) Like, I can't even, like, explain it. It's from the 80s, so we're going to spoil it. Doesn't matter. But it goes from biker gang cyberpunk to super villain becoming flesh monster getting consumed by the incarnate of god which is becoming a universe and is destroying an entire city and then there's also psychic babies <laughs> that have enough powers to to collapse a universe into just a tiny yeah. dime like it gets fucking heady really goddamn quick and when i f- saw it the first time i thought oh Because, like, of the poster, oh, it's going to be about, about, like, bikers, and it's cyberpunky. I had zero goddamn clue that 
this was actually how it would end up. So after the first like hour where I was like bored and really sleepy, it got into all the heady shit, and I got more and more awake, and I'm just like, what the like, what the f just like more and more like, just like in the ending where like Tetsu, and he like has like the metal arm, and then it becomes like all fleshy, and like he's just expands and his eyes like. And he, like, kills his girlfriend by collapsing giant flesh around her. Like, what a fucking trip. I seriously have zero clue what they're smoking in Japan, but they gotta stop. <laughs> I tried to find so much meaning in these scenes, but I just ended up just dead at the end. You just, you, you checked out. Because <laughs> there is meaning. Maybe, like, like, overall. Like, the entire movie has stuff. Like, it tackles a lot of similar cyberpunky themes. And from people that I've looked up, it's very nihilistic about, like, humanity as a whole. Well, that's that's the cyberpunk genre. That's, general, that's true. But, like, but. It, it talks about, in this one specifically, it's about, like, how we constantly try to, like, I, well, be the yeah. best, or not the best, what am I getting at here? We always try to, like, do things, or, like, create things for war, and we constantly get ourselves killed, but it's literally like cycle of violence shit, where we constantly go back to trying being the most powerful, and trying to tap the biggest weapons, and it keeps doing more and more shit to us, but we keep doing it, and it's very nihilistic in that way, like, no matter what, we're just a bunch of fucking idiots constantly trying to be the most powerful and I, doing this shit. I, I saw it in a different lens how um, how we always try and find answers to everything. Because he was trying to figure out, the the scientist was trying to figure out the answer to the universe or whatever through Akira. But like, Akira was the universe. <laughs> Akira was the universe. And that ended up fucking him over in the end. Oh yeah, because he gets killed. Yeah. Because... Yeah. We and we try and find meaning in what the universe is, or we try and find answers to become more powerful, like you said. But it just fucks us over in the end. That that's what I saw, but that wasn't clear until the end. You gotta <laughs> you gotta stick through that. Like seeing it a second time, it it's never gonna be as good as the first time I saw it, where I was literally like jaw drop. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm yelling, "What the fuck is going on?" And, like, I wish I could get that experience again. Because immediately I messaged you, Akira's fucking insane. <laughs> and I just, like, don't look up anything. <laughs> don't do not do anything with it. And I just assumed it would be about God, uh, Eldritch Gods, as soon as you said that. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I thought Akira was about biker gangs, too. But when you said that, I'm like, yeah. It's probably Eldritch Gods are introduced at the end. <laughs> So, like, it's, it, it is, and it isn't. Like, I wish, like, a part of me does wish that it was just about biker gangs, but also a part of me is so glad that it got so fucking heady, and it makes zero goddamn sense as to why. Because it literally just becomes, like, a sci-fi action movie at the end, instead of it just being, like, a drama about kids and biker gangs. Like, I kind of wish it was both. So maybe, like, separately. 
But I also love Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is literally the most fucking heady you could get. Because it mixes so many goddamn things. Like, I was live messaging you when I was watching the final Rebirth movie, and you're like, this is why I'll never watch this series. <laughs> it's because of what I was messaging you. Because it was just too fucking outlandish. And there's just so much in it. Yeah, because like, I've stated this multiple times. I don't like symbolism. Well, I like symbolism, but you know, like... You don't like heady shit. You don't like... Or, yeah. Or, no. like, I could stand it in, in um, Akira, because it was a bit more clear at the end. At the end, I want to specify. <laughs> yeah. Because I had no idea what the fuck was going on with those toys, like, halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah. I was trying to find, like, is this, like, some sort of, like, lost childhood that he doesn't have or something like that? I'm like... Like it is when we find out later, but it also isn't because it's just those kids fucking. Them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, w I was hoping it would tackle a bit more cyberpunk themes, but because I I am a fan of the cyberpunk genre, a, a pretty big fan. Um, not I was of the aesthetic, but then after I watched the Blade Runner movies, I kind of realized that. You know, like, this is what cyberpunk is. It's more about the themes than... Well, it is still has the aesthetic, but it's more about the themes than... This has a lot of it, shockingly. Yeah. It's still very anti-corporate. Yeah. It's, it, a, it's, it's like Blade Runner. They put it in the back, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. But The front is the heady, insane sci-fi shit. Yeah. But in the background, even right at the beginning, there's, like, protests about, like, anti like tax shit yeah and there's so many different viewpoints because like the council is like very capitalist but, like the group that worships akira is very like anti that right and it's sort of like those colliding ideologies but again it is in the background because those protesters get immediately fucking killed <laughs> when tetsuo like m like lifts the bridge and kills everyone right yeah, it's just not in the in the front lines. I hear it is in the manga more, but the manga is like twelve years. Like it took twelve years to finish it. No, I like twelve years over time in the manga. What? Like, yeah. it it started in like eighty one, eighty two, and then ended in ninety. So like eight years, eight or nine years. But the movie came out in eighty eight. But it was written directly by the same guy that did the manga. So it's it's adapted from it, but it's also like what inspired the ending of the manga because that's where he was going with it, anyways. Uh, yeah. It just happens to be that he shoved everything into the movie and then explained it more in the manga. I guess. Yeah. I'll kind of suck you up to wait that for the ending text to be explained for a manga. <laughs> Do you think they'll ever, like, attempt uh, uh, to reanimate it and be more faithful to the manga? Like, Netflix will pick it up and... Oh, not not that. live action, but, Oh, like, my God. They'll, 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 like, Speaking of live action, in also, after I said it, I said it's heady, and there's zero fucking way Taika Waititi would have ever been able to adapt this. Because, like, what... 
What even? I also did hear he was also going to try and do the manga. So, like, the first part of the manga isn't heady. So, like, maybe he was going to do that. And that makes more sense. It has nothing to do with Akira. What? It doesn't have anything to do with Akira until, like, the half, the last half of the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm guessing, like, the last half of the manga has... The first half of the manga has nothing to do with Akira until the last half. So if he was going to do the first part, it would just be called Akira. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I thought he was going to be adapting the movie, and, like, how the fuck is he going to do that? Because, like, those styles don't mix at all. The, the live-action Akira movie has been in the works for a long time. It started when The Matrix was coming out, because they wanted the Wachowskis. Yeah. And then it got, you know, it's uh, 20 years later. I just want to see if there's a if there's like a list online or something. Uh, like Elmer's Eye to direct uh, screen around things, bros. <laughs> Wait, oh, that's fuck. Still, because like Taika, he was doing Akira for a year. I remember, because, like, this was coming out when he was planning it alongside when James Gunn was doing The Suicide Squad. Because I remember James Gunn said in an interview that he had Taika planned for a superhero, or supervillain, I guess, in The Suicide Squad. He's like, no, I'm doing Akira. But then, like, a year into development of Akira, and it fell through, he went to James Gunn. I was like, bro. Can I still be that superhero? He's like, no, but you can be this rat guy if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so then he did as like a cameo. But well, they have uh, John Peters was attached to uh, that. Peters. Actually, is because mm-hmm. he he's infamous for the Superman Lives giant mm-hmm. spider guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't that also Brainiac? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which would have worked, but if it was Brainiac. Leonardo. T- X. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. What? 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 Uh, wait. First oh, uh, Rari Robinson? Was known for short films, such as... F- oh. Involved turning the film into a two-parter based on the manga, which each film covered roughly 50% of. So, the second part would have been really heady. Yeah, the first... Yeah, okay. The Let's, second half would have been really heady. I guess that would would work, but... But, like, if the manga takes eight years, then I don't know. Because... Won't take on Akira. Yeah. Oh, shit! (laughs) Okay. The Hughes Brothers? Oh, they still have the disgusting babies. (laughs) I still don't get those babies. Those are so weird. Tommy Lee Edwards, Book of Eli, Jami Gullet Sarah, George Mark Miller. That would have been an epic pick. Ah, oh, fuck! I might actually be able to see that. Because think of Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Just like how insanely in like how batshit that is, and then just channel that to Akira. Yeah, I, I mean I I could see Justin Lin kind of work too. 
too, but like not the second half, but for the fun first half, even though the and Jordan Peele either dropped or rejected the project. No fucking way. He was looked at for that? That makes a lot of sense, because Jordan Peele is heady. Yeah. So, like, maybe. I don't know. Whitewashing. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I know for a fact... Uh, Taika Waititi still wanted a Japanese cast for it. It's just, I don't know, I guess what the rest of it was. Either way, we've been talking just about, like, the behind the scenes of it, but it's so interesting. Because, like, even though Akira is, like, a fun, heady movie, I think the stuff outside of it and, like, what it meant is still insane. Because Akira... If it wasn't for that, anime would not have been popular in the West. Yeah. Like, at all. It wouldn't have taken off with Pokemon or uh, anything else in the early 2000s. Because even though it was in the West, most people saw it as, like, a weird thing, like, whatever. But it was because of Akira that, like, adults could get into animation. But just, like, anime, period, got into like the west at all so like i'm glad it got big but the fact that this is the one that got big and not something like totoro but or grave of the fireflies that came out the same year is kind of interesting yeah that it's akira that's the one that makes it popular maybe someone on the internet so I think, looking at it, I think the Akira live-action adaptation was finally cancelled after Taika. That like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. it was like 19 years in development hell at that mm-hmm. point. So. And like they actually thought they could do it because they were in pre-production. They had yeah. filming scheduled and a release date, but it just fell through. Uh, oh, okay. This is a lot. Mm. Oh yeah, Ghost in the Shell was too. Yeah, that came out afterwards, though, yeah. in the 90s. But I think that just, like, backed it up more, yeah. Uh, was made, blah, blah, blah. So it's just talking about Akira, but I'm curious, like, why it got popular. And the West could feel that right here. Oh, oh, well, yeah, Speed Racer was was distributed on bootleg VHS tapes. Epic. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Throughout colleges, and once American audiences witnessed the film, they were hungry for more animated ever. Oh, because animation at that point was just for kids. Yeah, because this is adult. And then Akira came out and was like, oh shit, it's adult shit. Yeah, Yeah, this is different, guys. But the fact that this is the thing that makes it popular. Especially the ending. Because, like, imagine, like... An adult going to a theater to a screening of Akira. Like, if my dad saw this, he'd be like, what the fuck was that? That was so bad. Like, he would honestly call it bad. Like, I can guarantee it. Like, the fact that this is what made it popular is kind of shocking. Akira and There Will Be Blood are equally my two favorite movies of all time. Kanye West. (laughs) I'm Uh, sorry. Well, you know what? Those are two good. You know what? 
bad person. Good cinema taste. <laughs> it's like Woody Allen. He played homage to it once. Well, who doesn't pay homage to Akira at this point? The giant... Well, because, like, this was before Cyberpunk was Cyberpunk, also. Well, now, this was, like... Well, yeah, it would be another, like, nine years until the Cyberpunk genre died out. Died out? Yeah. I would say Cyberpunk died out after the Matrix movies. Because nothing really happened with Cyberpunk until now. Cyberpunk is more taking off because of Cyberpunk. Well, I'm just saying, like, when you get the Cyberpunk volume, they reference stuff that influences it to, like, give it the name that. And then they say Blade Runner, Akira, and other shit that I'm blanking on. But those are two big ones. It's like, it was cyberpunk before it was labeled cyberpunk. I guess. Yeah. Because I think it was that tabletop game that actually gave it that name. Unless they just knew it was cyberpunk, but they just never said it. Like, Pondsmith, I'm pretty sure is credited as, like, being one of, like, the uncles of the cyberpunk genre, so... What he did was pretty big, so with the tabletop, especially tabletop in the '90s and '80s, was really big. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it, it even. Yeah. Brian Johnson said he was influenced by this movie too, for Looper, and uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Manga was a huge inspiration for Looper. That makes a lot of sense. It also opened the door for plenty more adult anime television shows and featurettes, including Ghost in the Shell and Neon Genesis Evangelion. I guess so. Alright, do we have anything else to say? It's heady and fucking insane. And very influential on uh, the Western mm-hmm. media. I think I like it for that. Like, more than like the I movie know. itself, maybe. Now that I've watched it, I think I'll appreciate all the Easter eggs that movies and video games have for it. Actually, no. I'll give it an 8. That was my original rating for it. I'll yeah. just keep it at an 8. I'll just keep it at an 8 too, because I still have no idea what the fuck happened. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, you know what time it is, boys? It's your requested. Ah, District 9, sweet baby. Ah, uh, not even. Let's get funny District 9 shot. <laughs> funny. funny. Is it the one with the alien? And he's like, the alien ships behind him, and he's like pointing. The fact that this got in is actually fucking insane. Yeah. It would not have gotten in with, like, five. Or even eight. Like, this was a nine or ten pick. But because... So, here's some context. The year prior was the year the Dark Knight got snubbed. And even though there was other things involved with it, it was so controversial that the Dark Knight got snubbed but won two Oscars and was nominated nearly for double-digit awards was when they were like, oh, fuck. You know what? I think we might have to expand it to 10. So they brought it out to 10, and this was the first year they did it. So if it was still 5, this would have, like, zero shot. Like, even remotely getting into that 5. Damn, there's 
back to District Funny District Nine. <laughs> funny. Is it even? Is it funny? Is it a comedy? No, <laughs> that's no, what I no, thought. No, yeah, no. no, this is based off. Well, this is inspired by real events. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. But like all the memes, there's like taglines. What? <laughs> X. <laughs> All right, pick one. I got. I got to get in. All right. Uh, fuck yeah. Nine, three, four. Um. Oh, concept art. That's kind of funny. I need to pick one. <laughs> Yeah, um... Just pick a poster. Yeah, this is funny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You ready? Ready, 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 ready? Yeah. As you keep scrolling. God, he should have directed that. Neil Blomkamp should have directed this uh, RoboCop movie, to be honest. There. Okay. This is the year of... Uh, the first year ever have a lineup of 10 or expanded from five because he this year and the next year they had 10 and then they had eight or nine for about a decade for some reason they just never had a 10 but then last year was the first year that they had a guaranteed 10 since the king speech which was a year after this so first lineup of 10 this is also the first year a woman director won. This was the first year a 3D animated movie was nominated for Best Picture. This is not the first animated movie because Beauty and the Beast got in in the 90s. But that's a better movie than Up, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, okay, so The Hurt Locker wins Best Picture. It lost Golden Globe, but it won everything else. It became kind of obvious it's a war movie. I've not seen it. I really want to. Um, I think it deals with like regular war movie stuff. Isn't it like a bomb squad thing? It is a bomb yeah. squad. That's more interesting. That, that is more interesting than just a soldier. Like the the imagine the defusal scenes, bro. Yeah. Like that's gotta be insane. But the big big contender, if the Hurt Locker wasn't here, Avatar would have. It's the still the biggest film of all time. Sure, it's cheated with some re-releases, but it's still number one. And it's gonna cheat. Oh, the yeah. It's getting re-released yeah, again. It's yeah, be released again. Yeah. It won Golden Globe because, like, it was a couple weeks after it premiered and <laughs> in theaters. So the Globes, oh, oh my God, let's give it to that. So they gave it to that, and it was nominated everywhere, but only won the Golden Globe. Uh, a dramedy called Up in the Air from the same writer-director of Juno was nominated everywhere. I just said Up in the Air. Yep. There. The, oh, another really big deal. This is the first movie, this one here, Precious, is the first movie ever to be directed by a black person nominated in Best Picture. I took a really long, long time. time. See, okay. There were people of color nominated in director and screenplay, 
like actually quite a few times for stuff like Do the Right Thing, Boys in the Hood, and a couple of other things. But this was the first one that was in picture that was directed by a black person. It took nearly 90 fucking years, but, or I guess by this point, nearly 80. But yeah, still took a really long time. Um, but it was nominated everywhere. Number five was probably Inglorious Bastards. This is what many people call the return of Tarantino. Because before that, he did Kill Bills, which weren't very popular. Like, they are now. Like, they're, they were more like cult classics at the time. He did Death Proof. People didn't love Jackie. Most people thought this was his best since Pulp Fiction. Like, it was a really long time from when he got popular again. Uh, that got everything except for BAFTA. But BAFTA's nominated for, like, nine awards except for picture. <laughs> so, like, I, I won't get... I don't get it, but... Then we have An Education, which I hear is, like, a... There's a couple, like... An Education is, like, a British drama, which is why... This is the fifth movie the British nominated. Uh, got everything except for Golden Globe. Up was nominated. Yeah. Critics Choice <laughs> yeah. PGA. Disney is literally the only reason it got in. Literally the only reason. Shh. Don't don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Number here we go. District nine. Got PGA and then got in. Now, it was kind of locked for an adapted screenplay nomination and visual effects, and it surprised in one other category that we'll get to later, but it ended up nominating for four, like a nice little tight-knit package of four, and, like, I think that works, and it's got that social commentary, Yeah, and I think that's what got it in. (laughs) And good Here, this next one is A Serious Man. It's from the Coen Brothers. It's a period piece. So, like, no shit. It got uh, just this in screenplay. But it was a lineup of ten, so it didn't really matter. And that got just Critics' Choice. Number ten, The Blind Side. White heroin trope, white heroin trope, white heroin trope. This was nominated nowhere. Not a single soul was like, you know what, let's nominate this in picture. No one. But then the Oscars were like, oh, you know what, we should do. Why heroin what? true? <laughs> well, you know what we should do. All right. You know what we should do? We should uh, make it so the white woman tells everyone, tells the black kid that uh, how to be good in life. <laughs> That's what we should do. That's what we should do. That's a good idea, guys. Absolutely. All right, all right, here we go. Do you remember the movie Invictus? Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman plays Nelson Mandela. Yeah. That was nominated at Critics' Choice and PGA and was nominated for two acting awards. We watched it like seven times in school. That's not that's, that's not even a joke, yeah. Star Trek got PGA nominated. That's how big that movie was. Although to be fair, the PGA is also nominated Deadpool. And Wonder Woman. Uh, they did nominate Black Panther and The Dark Knight also. So they like blockbusters more than the Oscars do. 
but Star Trek got like five tech nominations and a win, so we'll get to that well, later. Well, didn't District 9 flop, though? So it I did. It's a flop. classic, <laughs> so therefore it can be nominated. There you go. For best picture. Uh, this musical called The Nine was nominated at Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Hangover won Golden Globe Comedy and was actually in contention for a screenplay nomination. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I should. Director, Catherine Bigelow, the first woman to ever win. Took, like, nearly 80 years. <laughs> yeah, well, it took him, like, 40 years to actually give him the rights to do so, so. What was that? It took him, like, 30, 40 years for them to actually give him the rights to do so, so. How so? Well, like, well, like, the, it, it Are you took saying, them like, even them sexist? <laughs> well, yeah, it took him a while to actually, like, even give them, like, an opportunity to actually direct movies. That's true. But it still took yeah. a long time for them to nominate anyways. Yeah. Because, like, she was, like, the fourth or fifth woman nominated, period. No woman yeah. has been nominated twice in director except for Jane Campion. Once for the piano in the 90s, and then the second time when she won this past season. She's the only one to get nominated twice. Ever. Which is fucking insane. But whatever. But yeah, she won everything except Golden Globe. Guess who won Golden Globe? James Cameron for Avatar. They gave it the picture director win. But at the time, they were actually married. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did she, like, take all of his money for Avatar? I don't remember what happened after the divorce. All I know is that they were competing with each other yeah, at these awards ceremonies. Which is kind of funny. Um, who else was nominated everywhere? Tarantino for Inglorious Bastards. You haven't seen it yet, but it makes a lot of sense. It's more directing of the performances, but also, like, the tension is so good in a lot of those scenes in this movie. It just makes so much sense. It just worked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jason Reitman for Up in the Air. Got everything except for BAFTA. Lee Daniels, who directed Precious, got Critics' Choice in DGA. And it was really probably just this five. Some outside shots. Eastwood for Invictus, got Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Neil Blomkamp got nominated at the BAFTAs that for is, director. That is a big surprise. But you know what? They also nominated... Uh, the director of Drive. Yeah. So they're just good like that. Yeah. They just know what they're doing. And they also nominated uh, Damien Chazelle for Whiplash, which is an amazing pick, by the way. But yeah, they, they just, they have some lone director picks sometimes that make a lot of goddamn sense, you know. Better than... Golden Globe. <laughs> Better than... At the Oscars? Yeah. Literally, Spielberg. <laughs> Name someone who gets nominated but got nominated but didn't deserve it at all. That depends. Just real quick. Just real I quick. I, I, you're putting me on the spot. I'll think of it later. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he, depends on what... Which one. Doesn't matter. Let's keep going. American Sniper? Ugh. <laughs> well, he wasn't nominated for director, but doesn't matter. Okay, let's keep going. Actor. Jeff Bridges. Wins an Oscar. <laughs> Jeff. 
for this movie. Uh, yeah, for this movie called Crazy Heart, where he plays like a musician. I guess. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, he won everything except for BAFTA, but he was nominated there. Who won BAFTA was Colin Firth for An Education, which is a British movie, and he's British. So the British gave it to a British person for a British movie. <laughs> hey, that kind of makes a lot of sense. But he was nominated everywhere. George Clooney for Up in the Year was nominated everywhere. Uh, Morgan Freeman for Invictus. Got everything except for BAFTA. That's because he's playing uh, Nelson Mandela. So yeah. kind of obviously. And then number five was Jeremy Renner for The Hurt Locker. Nominated everywhere except for Golden Globe. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. The funny bow guy. <laughs> the funny bow guy. Jeremy, you're, I don't know, everything else I've seen him in is just... Okay. <laughs> Alright, whatever. It's he was also nominated right? for Ben Affleck's The Town a year later in supporting. So he used to try. He used to try. That's very, after, very true. After he was in that porn movie. Gave up. Gave up. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Alright. Yeah, uh, this was the most obvious five you could think of. Because everyone got nominated at three or more places. Everyone else that was possible was like at one. But Toby Maguire for Brothers, where he plays that shaved head guy that's in the memes, where he like beats up the kitchen. It's that movie. <laughs> you remember that? If I showed you a clip, I think you'd know it. Uh, actress Sandra Bullock for The Blind Side wins her Oscar. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Nominated at uh, Golden Globe Critics Choice SAG and won all those three places and then won the Oscar. I can't be the only one who thinks this, though, right? <laughs> that, she was, that she's... I hate Sandra Bullock. What? Why Sandra Bullock. Wish to see. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. We could get into the year of gravity, where she was nominated everywhere. Want to do that? <laughs> you just didn't deserve. Oh my god! You just. <laughs> oh my god. The worst movies to win Oscars. Whoa! Okay, that's bold. Okay, I can agree with that one. Though. Dallas Buyers. That's bold. Uh, that's <laughs> <just> <laughs> me. Rich. Okay. Oh, don't tell the history teachers. Mm -hmm. People actually fucking love that movie. That's a bold pick. Yeah, I hear people hate <laughs> Les Miserables. The Wolfman. Okay, can, 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 can we keep going? Yeah. Avatar. Okay. 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 Carrie Mulligan. Nominated everywhere for an education. Because Sandra Bullock wasn't nominated at BAFTA, they had to give it to someone, so they gave it to her. Bullock being fucking nominated for this piece of shit. And then winning. <laughs> You actually look like you want to die. Have you seen The Blind Side? I have seen it like eight years ago. 
<laughs> as soon as she walked up on that football field, I was like, you guys, you need to work harder. I'm going to make your life better because you're black and you are in a bad neighborhood and you're lesser than me. And I'm superior. I'm a white woman. Rawr. She's literally a Karen, bro. Because okay. look at the hair. That's Karen hair. She is. This movie was written for the mom. I swear she wrote this movie herself. Th- that's not true. But fuck. Okay, can we keep going? I think I think I think we need. She gave to... people. She she bribed them through sexual deeds <laughs> to like make them look like a good person. Please. Okay, we need to just. We need to keep no, going. I, no. We need to keep going. We need to keep going. Okay. Okay. Cock. Fuck. <laughs> Stop, bro. All right, Gabori Sidabi. I fucked up that name horribly, but she is a black lead actress, who was nominated for Precious, nominated everywhere, who was possibly in contention? Here's a fucking shocker. You're going to be shocked. Are you ready? Are you ready to get shocked? Sandra Bullock? No, Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I just said Sandra Bullock for a second. No. Okay, so she was in this comedy called Julie and Julia. But because Meryl Streep, she was nominated everywhere. But then she won Golden Globe comedy, while Sandra Bullock won drama, which makes sense that she won comedy, right? Because it's like a comedy movie. But then she tied with Sandra Bullock and won Critics' Choice. So they both won in two different places. It's just Sandra Bullock won SAG and then won the Oscar. Uh, finally, Helen Mirren. For the last station was nominated at Golden Globe and SAG. Other possible contenders. We're gonna keep going. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Sir Sharonin for this movie called The Lovely Bones. If you've heard of that, I don't know what it's about, but I hear it's really good. And she got Critics' Choice in BAFTA. And Emily Blunt played a young Victorian person in a movie called The Young Victoria. Who could have seen that coming? One <laughs> <laughs> Golden Globe, not one. Nominated Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Uh, let's keep going. Supporting actor, Christoph Waltz for Inglorious Bastards. Plays a, a Nazi commander, and it's the most fucking obvious nominee and win, maybe ever in this category. Because when you eventually see it, you will see why. You'll see why he needed to win. Nominated everywhere, won everything. Was it like Leonardo DiCaprio actually cuts his hand on that scene? Did you know that? No, no, he did that in that one movie. What was that? That was the hateful. Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Yeah, he did. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, did you know that? Did you know that? Method actor. He actually cut his hand on that scene. Yeah, crazy. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can we go? Method acting. Sandra Bullock. Bullock, my phone. Oh my god. Oh my god, okay. Stanley Tucci for The Lovely Bones, nominated everywhere. Kind of interesting. Why are Bones lovely? I couldn't tell you. Matt Damon for Invictus, got nominated everywhere except for BAFTA. Woody Harrelson for a movie called The Messenger, nominated everywhere except for BAFTA. And then Christopher Plummer was nominated for The Last Station, Golden Globe SAG. I couldn't fucking tell you what it's about, but okay. (laughs) And then Alfred Molina for an education was probably number six. Alfred Molina. Who got Critics' Choice in BAFTA. Supporting actress, 
someone named Monique, one for Precious. Uh, a lot of black actresses won in supporting. The first one to ever win was for Gone with the Wind, but she played a stereotypical servant character, and it was extremely racist, and that basically defined black actress roles for the next, like, fucking 20 years, which is really awful. All, well, but, would, like... I would say both supporting actor and actress are always black. Not always. Like, but, but, like that's where they win more than lead, yeah. They're shoved back there, to be honest. It's not, and it's not even like there's not black leads. It's yeah. just they don't actively go for them. Like, yeah. lead actor is a bit different. Because, like, Jamie Foxx won, Denzel Washington won, Will Smith won, Forrest Whitaker won. Like, there's a, Sidney Poitier. Like, there's been a couple, but there's only ever been one in lead actress. One black actress. And that's Halle Berry. But that was a movie where there was a graphic sex scene and she showed off her biddies. So I think maybe some... Uh, some old white people got horny and were like, "Yo, let's go for the this." In this is... it's, it's it's spectacular. It's realistic. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, two nominees for Up in the Air. One is Vera Farmiga. You know her, or at least I think if you saw the face, she was nominated everywhere. This is the biggest fucking shock. I did not know this. Anna Kendrick is an Oscar nominee for this movie. And she was nominated everywhere. Literally everywhere. I did not know that. But apparently she was. And got in everywhere. And was nominated for the Oscar. Anna Kendrick. Fucking pitch perfect lady. <laughs> well, maybe she actually tried. <laughs> yeah, she did. Penelope Cruz for this movie called Nine. It was a musical. It was about Daniel Day-Lewis, who had like nine women surrounding him. <laughs> uh, she was in, she nominated for Golden Globe and SAG. Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated for Crazy Heart, but was nominated nowhere else. Like, the category was kind of rough outside of this. Julianne Moore for A Single Man. I don't know what the fuck this movie is, but she got Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. Diane Kruger for Inglorious Bastards. She plays like a spy. Like a French spy and stuff. And she's like badass and stuff. That's. Uh, okay. We, we motherfucker. Oh my god, you have to stop. <laughs> she got SAG. Original screenplay The Hurt Locker. A war movie, one screenplay. This is one of the very few times I think that's ever happened might actually not be that bad, huh? No. It was nominated everywhere and won the Writers Guild and the BAFTA. So there you go. It won picture, director, and screenplay. Very few movies, modern movies, do that anymore. But The Hurt Locker won like six awards. <laughs> so, uh, we'll get to that later. The Hurt Locker sweep. <laughs> the sweep. It actually like was, though. It's like not even Inglorious Bastards, because Tarantino was nominated everywhere, except for Writers Guild, but he's not a member, so he's not allowed to be nominated there, basically. So everywhere that counts, and he won Critics' Choice. Uh, a Serious Man, because Coen Brothers 
was nominated everywhere except for Golden Globe. Up was nominated for Screenplay. Nominated a Critics' Choice in BAFTA. Squirrel. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm laughing so hard. And then The Messenger gets in over The Hangover, which got Writers Guild, which makes sense because they like comedies, but the BAFTAs nominated The Hangover in screenplay. The Hangover. Oh, I've never watched The Hangover movies. You haven't? No. I like the first one. Actually, quite a bit. It's kind of funny. Uh, but 500 Days of Summer, that came out this year. Mark, Mark Webb, right? Yeah, and no. Joseph Gordon-Levin. <laughs> that was nominated at Critics' Choice and WGA. Avatar was nominated at the Writers Guild. Like, that's kind of weird, because it's just Pocahontas. <laughs> And Fern Gun. <laughs> but they didn't know that at the time. Those comparisons were levied at it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Marvel stands came out. <laughs> Alright, so here's an upset. Uh, here's an upset. Precious. Win screenplay. Alright. Now, this was nominated everywhere except for Golden Globe, but that's because they have a combined category of five. So, I mean, like, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't really know what to tell you, right? But nominated everywhere, wins nothing, beats up in the air, which was nominated everywhere, including Golden Globe, and won everything. Won it. All five major precursors and lost. So, Oscars. So Jason Reitman was like, oh, time to win an Oscar, and then fucking lost. <laughs> But I think giving it to, you know, a black person makes a lot of sense. Because it's a movie about black people. And it was the book was based off of a famous black person. So, like, it, it, it made sense. <laughs> um, District 9 was nominated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Education, I guess that got in. In the Loop gets nominated over Crazy Heart. And Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, and also, Star Trek got a Writer's Guild nomination. <laughs> Execute self. Okay, so I've seen some good nominations, and I've seen some awful shit fucking... I know you're I talking mean... about Sandra Bullock, but are you, are you thinking about anything else? Well, you just said Star Trek, too. Got Writer's Guild, but not the Oscar. But, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but still, Star you're, Trek. you're telling me Star Trek? The movie that doesn't explain it's about time travel? Mm -hmm. Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't think about it. You have to put it together yourself. <laughs> Here we go. Score! Michael Giacchino. 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 Chino. Giacchino. Michael Guillermo del Toro. Michael Guillermo. Gino Michael Giacchino wins best score for Up. Nominated everywhere and won everything. For one track? But that one score so That's actually true, though. It's the one track that is so goddamn memorable, but then the rest just, like, exists. That's basically it. Avatar's nominated everywhere except for Critics' Choice. But, like, I remember that score kind of well. That's a pretty good score. <laughs> 
Fantastic Mr. Fox is only nominated at BAFTA, but gets in at the Oscar, that which is a good pick. Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Right at the end. Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. one. Hans Zimmer. Oh, I never watched those. You never saw those? Oh, that's kind of nuts. Gets Critics' Choice nominated. And then The Hurt Locker is nominated nowhere, but gets in at the Oscars. And then Joker. Joker. (laughs) Cinematography. You ready for cinematography? You can stop the dancing. (laughs) Avatar wins Best Cinematography. (laughs) I don't know what that reaction is. Did you choke on some saliva or something? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ, are you alright? Oh, okay. So it won... I think I'm just crying from the beauty of Sandra Bullock's performance and whatever the fuck the movie (laughs) It's nominated for literally nothing else, so you can stop thinking about that movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. That's okay, good. so Avatar only wins Critics' Choice, but it's nominated everywhere and wins the Oscar. Hurt Locker, because war movie, nominated everywhere and wins BAFTA, loses. Then there's a, 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 a an international film called The White Ribbon, which is black and white. So <laughs> uh, that gets nominated. The Glorious Bastards is nominated everywhere. That's a great pick. Number five was kind of ambiguous, but they pulled a fucking hat trick. <clears throat> Did you know that Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was nominated for cinematography at the Oscars? I thought the only one that was was the third one. Nope, this one got into. <laughs> this one got into. Uh, it beat out District 9, which got BAFTA. Exactly, because I mentioned this before, the BAFTAs like nominating documentaries in other categories. So if you're shot like a documentary, but you're also just a good movie, they nominated it. I'm telling you, the BAFTAs know what they're doing. We keep <laughs> saying it. So like, a British movie. <laughs> um, editing, The Hurt Locker wins, because war movie. And it won everything well, except for... That's true! It won everything except for Critics' Choice. And the Critics' Choice winner was Avatar. But also Titanic won editing. So I think... Uh, yeah. That was nominated everywhere. Glorious Bastards, because Tarantino editing. That just makes sense. <laughs> uh, District 9 gets an editing nomination. Is that weird? I don't know if that's weird. No. It should have been a lot slower than it. Yeah, no, it's not that weird. I thought that was maybe surprising. I don't know. Uh, Precious gets in over Up in the Year, which was nominated everywhere. But like Precious was like, probably just like a bigger movie in general because it won an acting award, and then it beat out a movie that was supposed to win screenplay in screenplay, and then it was also nominated in picture and director and a lead actress, and no. editing, and other awards. So yeah, but Maybe now that you think about why it was nominated for editing, because it's shot like a documentary. But they hate documentaries in editing. Literally, they've done it twice. 
documentary and editing twice well, at the Oscars. An exception, and plus the movie could have been a lot slower if, or uh, yeah, a lot slower if, if it didn't have good editing, especially at the end. That's when things get a bit slower. Sure. And boring. Star Trek got an Eddie nomination. It got a it got a what a Razzie. No, nope. I hear that right, a Razzie. No, well, that's good. That's I'm good. Glad Star Trek got a Razzie. <laughs> I actually like that movie a lot. Uh, I, I, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. As a Pro- connoisseur of action movies. Th- it's a okay. connoisseur. It's okay. That's bold. It's okay. And yet again, I like Chappie for the cringe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, production design. Avatar swept production design. Which is weird, because a lot of it is visual effects. But I'm curious if, like, the mechs? No. Or, like, the spaceships? Or, Maybe what the fuck was production design? <laughs> Maybe when they're inside the Or ships. in the labs? In the labs. Uh, production design. <laughs> Sweep. Maybe they did build, like, some of the flora. Oh, maybe. But then, like, added VFX on yeah, top like, of it. Yeah, like, like, the colors. And maybe. Okay. Back. Uh... The Young Victoria, because period piece. Sherlock Holmes, which is kind of weird, because if you look at that movie, it's disgusting. The look of that movie is so gross. Uh, Nine, because musical. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. You remember that? Do you have any idea what the fuck I just said? What did you just say? The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. It's got, like, Johnny Depp, Dustin Hoffman, Heath Ledger. This was Heath Ledger's last movie. Yeah, no, I don't remember it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what was supposed to get in? Two movies. Th- maybe three or four movies, actually. A Glorious Bastards, because 40s war movie. Nominated everywhere. Oh, Killing Nazis? Yep, and Missed. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince got everything except for Critics' Choice. And that missed. District 9 got everything except for Critics' Choice, and that missed. So, And also Hurt Locker, which is like contemporary, but also war movie. So that can just get into production design. Star Trek actually kind of makes a lot of sense, because it's a sci-fi movie. My brain's out. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. I don't get your hate for uh, let's see. I don't know. Star Trek was nominated, but I don't know. Drive 2011 doesn't get jack shit. Blade Runner 2049 doesn't get jack shit. What? How do you explain that? <laughs> it didn't Star get... Trek and Blade Runner 2049. I wonder which one's the better movie here. Uh, well, you know what? We, we don't talk about it. Drive 2011 and Star Trek. Which one's the better movie here? <laughs> we don't talk about I'm really starting to question reality right now. <laughs> You know that, especially with Sandra Bullock's absolute <laughs> steal with best lead actress in uh, whatever the fuck that movie was called. <laughs> you gotta stop bringing it up. You're literally gonna get your you're gonna get yourself killed. I know I about am. That. I know I am. You gotta stop. I'm gonna get a heart attack. You, oh Jesus Christ! My blood pressure is through the roof. Right now. <laughs> you gotta stop. Okay, okay. Costume design: the young Victoria because period piece. And then the rest of these movies you don't know. I don't know. So we don't gotta talk about it. Makeup! Star Trek wins! <laughs> oh, you know what? 
That makes sense. Yeah. Because aliens. Aliens, yeah. Well, I mean, even looking back on it, I, I, I do like the blood makeup. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I pay attention to that. Um, I swear. District 9 was snubbed, and that one critic's choice. Probably just what it was, to be honest. Literally just that. The dirty stuff? Because yeah, makeup also counts as, like, contact lenses. And dead bodies count as makeup at the Oscars. Oh. So if they have, like, dead corpses, that counts. Yeah, that counts. Unless it's CGI, but... Okay, VFX. This was when they only had three instead of five in VFX. That's hot, bro. Okay. Guess what one VFX? Take a wild guess. <laughs> um, the blind side. <laughs> yes. Blind side. Winner of VFX. <laughs> no, Avatar swept because obviously. District 9 was nominated everywhere and Star Trek was nominated everywhere. Those were the three. Back when we could nominate blockbusters. They still do. Last year was only blockbusters. So I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know why this blind side wasn't nominated. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you gotta stop. We need the blind side for VFX guys. <laughs> okay, we should keep we should keep going. Twenty twelve was maybe a contender, because that got Critics Choice and VFX Society, which is kinda funny. But also like disaster effects. Revenge of the Fallen got a VFX Society <laughs> nomination. <laughs> the Hurt Locker got a BAFTA, but I'm sure that's more like practical effects and actual like CG stuff. Uh, sound editing, Hurt Locker, because... What are you looking up? <laughs> Funny Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> got him. Um, so yeah, Hurt Locker wins sound editing because gunshots and war movie. Uh, but it actually won nothing but won sound editing at the Oscars. And what was supposed to win was Avatar for sound editing because of like the creature noises and like the weird like hair sex <laughs> and like the gunshots and stuff also. Uh, Inglorious Bastards was nominated because gunshots. Star Trek because space movie. Up gets a sound editing nomination. Why? What Wait, Up got a sound nomination? No, in editing, not mixing. Oh, I was editing. Say, uh, well, I mean, still. Because, like, the bird, like, the balloon popping? Why? And that beat out District 9 in sound editing. <laughs> uh, sound mixing. This is where the Hurt Locker swept in sound mixing. Avatar was nominated everywhere. Star Trek was nominated everywhere. Revenge of the Fallen got a sound mixing nomination, which is kind of weird. And Glorious Bastards gets in over District 9. So District 9 was supposed to get like more than four. 
but it got kind of snubbed in a, a lot of categories. Like, it's a, it's not a masterpiece. It's definitely like an eight or a nine movie. I mean, I fucking love it, but you know. Sure. And Up got I mean, a BAFTA nomination in mixing. I guess I don't know. Here's where we get to animated film. Go figure. Up won literally everything. Pixar. 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 But, 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 but Coraline was nominated everywhere. Coraline, too. And also Fantastic Mr. Fox was also nominated. Two stop-motion animated movies in the same year. I think that's the last time that's happened. But it's going to happen again this year, folks. Del Toro sweep. Del Toro sweep. Princess and the Frog got everything except for BAFTA. And then this movie called Secret of Kells. It's like an Irish film that got in at the Annie Awards from the Animated Film Guild. And that beat out Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that got Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, and Annie. This was also the year of nine. You remember that? Or right. produced. Yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. That got PGA. It is. Have you not seen it? No. It's so nutty, bro. You gotta watch Doesn't nine. Like a Fifty-six on Rotten Tomatoes. Though? They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my cousin was so fucking obsessed with it. Like every time I was over at his place, we'd watch it for like at least a year. <laughs> and like I was so scared of it because of like the weird like designs. But now I just think sock puppet people getting violently murdered. <laughs> like, it's a PG-13 movie. Oh, wait. Oh, fuck. What do you... What? Huh? Sorry, just thinking about Sandra Bullock again. You gotta stop. So that's it. That's it. The year of a lot of things, actually. This is actually kind of an important year. Yeah. First woman director. Black person winning screenplay. First film directed by a black person nominated in Best Picture. The biggest film of all time got nominated. Um, up. Yeah, Up is there. <laughs> up, the greatest film of all time. And then one of your personal favorites, District 9. That's the only reason why you told me to do this here. Because it's yeah. District 9. Yeah, District 9. District 9 sweep. Uh, so we've done like three or four of these in a row. We we might take a break. Unless you want me to do another one. Um, I need a mental break after I found out Sandra Bullock won lead actress for the fucking movie that exists. Absolutely. And so despite Fallen didn't win VFX. <sighs> I mean, this... Someone put hours into this. Testicle. Okay! They sat in the writer's room during the writer's strike and his art. They were, they were like, we need a balls joke with wrecking balls. One with prostate cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, do you mean the hook on it? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so, despite not having as much, we were still able to fill up nearly three hours. Do we have anything else? You, everyone should watch, go home right now and watch Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Do not promote that, please. Uh, this is one of, this is arguably one of the best, tra- actually, no. The third one, dude. Oh my gosh. 
They commit war crimes in that movie, and nobody cares. <laughs> you mean the humans? No, the robots. What the? The Autobots the... commit war crimes. <laughs> oh my god. Let's see if there's a Okay, no, I think we gotta end it. Yeah. Alright, sorry, we're gonna plug stuff quickly. Okay, so, um, on Instagram, we are Chill Mart. No, the real Chill Mart. On Twitter, we are at ChillyMarty69. On YouTube, we are Chill Mart Podcast. On Spotify, which is the only place you can listen to us right now, basically, is just Chill Mart. And on Letterboxd, we are Chill Mart. And we have a picture of Ryan Gosling as driver from drive 2011 uh i'm riley as always with this is this is, this is oh, really Hunter, yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta stop looking at transformers committing war crimes jesus christ okay i think that's all i think i think you sh- i think i think you gotta turn it i think you